to be Mind in my business, so worry about your own Stick with the fast food, cause I am homegrown Boy is hand-breaded, got too much soul Grandma's foot in it, bless her heart and soul Over your head, well it's out of my hands You are beneath me, you don't understand Keeping it real, cause I can't help it Sometimes you just got to be a bit selfish Sometimes you just got to be a bit selfish Sometimes you just got to be a bit selfish Keeping it real, cause I can't help it Sometimes you just got to be a bit selfish Even when I start to think about it I Welcome you to episode 113 of the 40 Ounce Fridays podcast When the God damn it. I had to bring you back with a throwback. It's been a minute since you pulled one of these on me. <laughs> and it was funny because like I was when we first were singing, I was like looking at your hands and I'm like, okay, this guy's not. I didn't record it until like the very last line of the first verse. <laughs> yeah, see I stopped looking like right around then. <laughs> damn it! Mother Fuck! Welcome back to Three Doors. <laughs> this is three it three doors, doors? Is yeah, it three, three doors, doors down or is it three, three days, days grace? No, it's th- that one's three doors down. No, that's yeah, that's three doors. Three doors down. Three is doors it three doors? doors Whatever. One of those white bands. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's one of the threes. I, I had a I had a coworker once named Juan, mm. who um, who was a little deaf. Yeah. Um, I won't say which uh, place I've worked at in my many years of working at random fucking places. Yeah. Um, still going to this day after I showed Kyle what I do now, but um. <laughs> Uh, he was telling me about, I was like, Juan, what music do you like? And he was like, I like Three Doors. Three Doors. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, what song do you like by from Three Doors? And he's like, Here Without You, Baby. <laughs> I love that. I love that for him, man. That was, was beautiful, like, actually. <laughs> I was like, man. It was Three Days Grace, by the way. Oh, okay. I, I looked it up. Oh, Three Days Grace, Third Eye Blind. <laughs> No, because Third Eye Blind is wishing you would step off from that ledge, my friend. <laughs> and and get their dick sucked on methamphetamine. Yeah. yeah. That's a trip to learn about. Yeah. <laughs> All the movies. I think you're the one that told yeah. me that. All and the... I was like, what? And then you listen to the song. You're, like He's like doing crystal meth. And it's like a literal line of the song. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and High School Kids is just vibing. Yeah, like every movie with that song is just like... I want something. And it's the same shot of the like all the kids walking into the school, but mm. one kid skateboarding away from it and does an ollie off the staircase. Yeah, yeah. Every fucking shot is that same shot. So this is where I go to school. <laughs> and we kind of have sort of a system here. <laughs> oh, God. Did I ever tell you about my high school movie idea? No. This I is my high, high school movie idea, right? I came up, like, it was in my phase where I was coming up with movie plots based on, like, what a, like the intro song would be mm-hmm. um, like I don't remember if you remember that really dark movie I came up with that with that one song um, where it was just like really soft like kind of countryish like dark song and I was like yeah it'll just be like newspaper c- clippings and like a girl cutting herself and then a guy shaving himself with a razor <laughs> oh god so uh, edgy the symmetry but um, the symbolism yeah uh, but um, I've always thought it would be great if I had um there was a movie with Revolution's De-Stress. The, dude, too much be stressed. Yeah. I'm innocent. When I did that. that song. Whoa, uh, 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 like that hype song. And it would be like, 
a kid getting ready for school and he's kind of a nerdy looking kid and then a really popular jock kid getting ready for school and like and then they walk out and then they walk next to each other and it's like oh they're friends and they're walking down the street and when the song ends the nerdy kid gets hit by a car and dies so then it comes to the funeral right but so this movie would be about the nerdy kid is becomes a ghost only the popular kid that's his friend can see him um after, this kid was bullied relentlessly in high school but now that he's dead everybody's like oh he was such a good kid mm. blah, blah, blah. the yeah. nerdy kid it despite being dead is eating this shit up he's yeah. loving all this fame that he's got now mm-hmm. but his popular friend is frustrated because all these people did not fucking like this guy yeah they didn't know him they they're, didn't they're, know him it's fake love it's fake love yeah and he's like trying to convince his ghost friend like they don't actually care about you and he's like this is the most like i've ever gotten yeah, yeah. so let me have this and that would be the conflict of the movie oh what would you call it i don't know mm. <laughs> is it like is it supposed to be like a comedy is it supposed to be kind oh, of like a feel good it, it's a comedy okay it's a comedy i'm thinking like the vibe of the first 21 jump street okay yeah that's cool that's cool i was kind of inspired by channing tatum and jonah hill <laughs> <laughs> actually oh man they're like 20 you years could, you could do like too. a spin on that term of uh give give them their flowers or something like that yeah, you know that that term like when they're alive, you're supposed to you know give yeah. them that credit, but yeah. the idea is he's dead. And yeah, you could probably do like a spin mm. on that, or even like, <laughs> huh? He, he he was a nice kid. <laughs> is what <it> could be <laughs> called? He was a nice kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I flubbed your intro though. <laughs> oh, I like started talking it over. It. No, dude, this is the intro. <laughs> We don't have any structure for this episode uh, this week. Yeah! Balls to the wall! This nigga just took his shirt off. It's fucking hot! It is It is hot, though, so I support that. I've been wearing that fucking sweaty polo for the last 12 hours, so, like, <laughs> forgive me. Yeah, no, it, it's hot as balls, bro. And I ain't got the... I'm not trying to pay a high electricity bill. I'm using that AC sparingly. Hey, um, the term hot is balls, right? Yeah. Would you consider the balls the hottest part of... The erection of the of the erection, the genital, the genitalia area. The I think they're the most sensitive to temperature. Yeah, they are. I don't know if I would consider them the hottest. Yeah. Yeah, where did that term come from? Yeah, right. Maybe someone just just said I, that you shit. You also one day. yeah, because you also hear hottest dicks. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> just phrases. America like, is weird. It's like it's it's hot as it's hot as out here. <laughs> okay. this nigga man (laughs) but anywho for episode 113 it's mainly just shooting the shit just talking about a couple of things that uh we we interpreted i'm sure more stuff went on than what we caught uh i've been the more stuff will happen before this comes out oh yeah because we also note we we are starting to record the friday before the friday the episode comes out so now we have a full week uh, record in advance. So we're recording this on the 19th, but it's coming out on the 26th? Yeah. Yeah, on the 26th. I, I figured with my new schedule, having my weeknights open, mm-hmm. we're called 40 Ounce Fridays. Maybe we should also record, record on, on a Friday. Friday. Yeah, no, it, it fits the vibe. 
So I think also like just in terms of topics, we'll we'll try to keep up on news and like current events, of course, because we like to give our thoughts on that. But you know, we'll just talk about what we feel like talking about. Cause fuck it, yeah. you know, fuck it. It's forty ounce Fridays. But um, yeah. So so keep that in mind. If we miss something, we're on like this gap of time where yeah. where we didn't we didn't have time before recording. If we miss something, expect it next episode unless we forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Because there was something that happened immediately after the last recording. And I remember being like, oh, it fucking happened again. Yeah. Uh, and I, we, I we always do that. <laughs> we always do that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we were busy. You know, shit was happening. Uh, I was, I, I didn't end up streaming Wednesday either because mm. I was just tired. Yeah. I hung out with Modena both days on the weekend, but also like I, I went over to her house to see her family on Tuesday for uh, some stuff. And then on Wednesday I went with her and her mom to the mall and we were, we were there for like a long time. We were, we were at the mall for like a couple of hours and then we got back here Modena and I hung out and she was here until like nine. And I was like, cool. I'll just record a little, I'll just stream a little late for like an hour. Yeah. And she left and I was just making sure she got home and I was kind of like, eh, I'm kind of tired. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sleepy. So I just ended up streaming. So I'll probably stream next Wednesday. Or maybe I'll try to stream on the weekend just to make up for it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I didn't stream. And that's why there's no um, bonus, or not a bonus episode, but off episode of the podcast. Like a drink tasting or what's in the brew or anything like that. I, I was just tired. I feel like recording one. <laughs> I feel like it'd be like too low energy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I may or may not be done with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 by then. So I don't want to say I'm giving a review. It'll probably be more of just, like, my initial, like, thoughts of finishing the game. And, you know, questions I still have. Maybe, like, initial gripes and praises. There's plenty of praises. I'm going to say right off the top, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I'm on Chapter 6 of 7. I'm almost done with the game. But there's... A bunch of side content i'm doing people are saying the main story itself like the seven chapters probably about 40 to 50 hours i'm 102 hours in because i do like as much as i can so i'm probably going to keep doing a bunch of stuff along the way but I, I might be done with the game by the time it's time to record maybe like a what's in the brew or something like that and i'll just go over my overall thoughts but i could already say this is probably like my favorite of the trilogy mm. not counting x i don't pretty sure x isn't a part of this it's its own other universe uh because i haven't played x it's a it's a wii u exclusive <laughs> so <laughs> i'm never playing x at yeah. that point uh unless they port it to like the switch then i'll probably give it a shot but like even looking at xenoblade x i kind of wasn't vibing with it like it looks like it has some cool stuff and the mech stuff looks cool but yeah yeah, it, watch, it doesn't seem my speed. Watch the last scene of three reveal something and a character from X, and you're like, I don't know who this is. Please, no, <laughs> no, because I, I looked up the story for X okay. purely because I knew I probably wasn't going to play it anytime soon. So I was like, I can spoil the fuck out of this. I was just kind of curious to know. And apparently they were supposed to have more story content and updates as the game went along, but I guess something happened that caused that not to happen. So I do feel bad for Xenoblade X fans. <laughs> Because they've probably been waiting on more, like, what the fuck is going on in that world. Yeah. For years. 
And I think there are even some people, when we knew another Xenoblade game was coming after 2, people were hoping like it would go back and forth, like we get a Xenoblade Chronicles 1, then a Xenoblade Chronicles X, then we had Xenoblade Chronicles 2, so everyone was hoping we'd get like a Xenoblade Chronicles X2 or like a double oh, X2 an X2. to continue that, and they're and like, then, HA! BITCH! WE'RE DOING THREE! And then Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles 3, and then Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles X Last Stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Triple X State of the Union, you know? <laughs> And I, I, so I feel bad for X fans because they want more of that and they haven't gotten anything. And there's a load of unanswered questions for X. I would hate if they linked X with the main three. I do not want that. Mm. I'm, it's, like I said, it's not my speed, but I don't think it's necessarily bad. And they deserve more of their story being told for yeah. those fans. Don't link it to this. Let it be its own thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. Like, uh. Writers don't need to shoehorn every failed or, you know, lost attempt at mm -hmm. another thing into the main project. And that's that's the weird part about X. X didn't even, like, really fail. It has yeah. very good review scores. Well, that's what I mean by, like, oh, you know, just stuff that didn't do Yeah, well. like, you don't need to shoehorn it in. Like, with the Xenoblade Chronicles trilogy, like, 1, 2, and 3, stuff is kind of meant to... Well, not even kind of. It's meant to fit together. Like, it was intentionally written to fit together and to be a part of the same canon. So it's just like, well, one, two, and three, however, cause there's a, there's so much stuff that's happened. <laughs> when I tell you I got to the end of chapter four and there were so many bombs dropped, and I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, what the fuck? Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> and then chapter five almost made me cry like three times. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was doing some shit. And I was like, hey, cut, it, cut, cut that bullshit out. I'm a thug. <laughs> but yeah like when i took there there's a lot of shit going on so i i have a lot of questions which is why i'll get into xenoblade later maybe at the end but uh, yeah don't don't link x don't link x to this don't just don't don't do that make x its own universe make an x2 keep going because there's a lot of concept in because then i'd be like well how the fuck does that even work how the fuck does that even work <laughs> because it would kind of contradict some stuff that happened in the first two Xenoblades. In terms of, like, the world. Like, mm -hmm. the, the actual planet. I'd be like, well, how does that even fucking... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anywho. Xenoblade is great. <laughs> so I'll probably do a once on the brew of that. And then eventually, once I get my thoughts together on all three games, I'll eventually do, like, review of, like, that that trilogy of games. And where we're going to go from here, where I think we're going to go from there. But, uh... Xenoblade 3 is probably, like, overall my favorite, depending on how this story goes. I've heard Chapter 7 is a little eh, a little weird in terms of its writing and direction, but people still say, even despite that, it's not, like, awful. It's not, like, bad or anything. It's just kind of like, the fuck? That was weird. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I'll say 1 it still has a better overall story, but I think 3 is the best overall game. Okay. Like the overall package. You kind of hope it would be. You kind of hope that these game, like, games... It improve. builds up to that, yeah. yeah. Like, I know people don't like Mass Effect 3's story, but I think in terms of, like, gameplay, I think Mass Effect 3 has, like, the best of the original trilogy. Uh, so it's kind of like that. Like, uh, the gameplay in, in 3 is better than 1 and 2. I think, in my opinion, like, it's not even close. Like, 3 is just better. Uh, I love the world. There's so much to explore. That's always a Xenoblade game, though. Uh, some of the mechanics and traversal are really cool. Uh... The characterization. This is probably some of the best, like, overall main cast development we've gotten in a Xenoblade game. 
because the development in the cast for one and two is great. Don't get me wrong. There's like great characters. Like Shulk is probably one of my favorite video game protagonists ever now. After playing Xenoblade 1. I love Shulk's character arc. It was so good. And I do like Rex as a character too. Because he has his place in the story. And what, what he represents to that story in Xenoblade 2. So it, it, great stuff. But not every character is like heavily developed. I, I want to say. Like some people I'm like. Yeah they got, they got their moments. But they should have gotten more you know i feel like the cast in three has been equally getting that time like no one feels like left out okay that's good. in terms of like they all have their own like struggles and things they're kind of dealing with and going through like the main the main main two characters noah and mio definitely have more but that's because they're the the two yeah. in front but like lands and senna and uni and tyon they all have great moments and great parts of development for their characters like there's different things they experience and it has them questioning themselves questioning the world around them how they're going to go on from there and they have like really nice moments interacting with each other like personal moments just one-on-one -on -one with certain characters not just like their partners considered thing like you're not only going to get Lan's moments with Senna you're going to get Lan's moments with Uni with Noah with Tyon with me like everyone has their time to interact with each other that's good and it feels like yes they're getting to know each other over this span of time because it's only it's at this point I've been playing it's been about 2 months for them I want to say okay uh because something happens I won't spoil it but yeah 2 months for them so now we're like past that 2 month mark and so, like, it, it, it feels nice that they're like, yeah, we're friends, you know? Yeah. And, and I like that. And I like everyone's getting their growth. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going. Uh, somebody somebody was saying that uh, they don't think it's good as one or two. Maybe you could argue that with one. But in my personal opinion, two is the weakest of the trilogy. And I know people are going to give me that argument of just like, well, no, you, you just didn't understand the ending. And no, I got it. I fully got it. I, I was like, bravo fucking vote. When I got to the, like, the last few chapters of two, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, wow. You, you fucking pulled that off. I, I was not expecting that story to go where it was going, but I was like, y'all fucking nailed it. That was, that was amazing. I love that. But it takes too long to get there. I, I'd say. So, if, if I have a game where it's kind of like, this is whatever until you get here. Uh, like, I don't think Xenoblade Chronicles 2 really, really got my attention deeply until the end of chapter 4. There's 10 chapters in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Or Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And chapter 10 is, is probably kind of short in terms of, like, what goes on. There's just a lot of, like, this is it. So it's just like, yeah, I had to wait four whole chapters before I was truly invested in this game. Whereas with Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 3, I felt like I was more invested right off the bat. Even with Xenoblade 3, I could argue I was invested fully at the end of Chapter 2. So it didn't take nearly as long. And I'd rather have like that overall immersed experience in that story and in that world and with those characters. And kind of have like, that ending was weird. Yeah. Then like wow, this is taking forever to pick up. And then it picks up. And then like the last two or three chapters are like amazing. You know, it's worth the ride for two, I'd say. But I don't think two is as good as three. And that's just me talking about story. I think a lot of character development is way better in three. 
I think the gameplay is what I think. Like again, Xenoblade Three has the best gameplay, in my personal opinion, of all three games. And even the explanations for it, Xenoblade Two. Once you get the gameplay, that shit is crazy. The shit you can do in Xenoblade Two. It, there's a lot you could do some stupid ridiculous damage big number make brain go wow kind of shit but the game doesn't do a good job at teaching you it oh okay <laughs> so you for a long time you're like what the fuck am i doing like i what the fu- this feels so fucking weird and clunky and you can say well that's not that's not the game's fault you're just not good at it yet. yeah but the game doesn't give me a good doesn't do a good job at teaching me what yeah. the fuck i'm supposed to be doing Whereas with 1 and 3, I got it, like, immediately. I was like, oh, okay. And then you get better from there. And it's not one of those games where it's just, like, it just... It's not one of those games designed to just drop you in and be like, all right, have fun. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's a story-based RPG. You kind of want the players to know how to play the game. Because even with, like, Xenoblade 3's combat is better than 2's, but 2's is definitely more intricate in terms of a lot of different stuff. Yeah. And that's why people like 2's combat a lot, because once you get into, like, the blade combinations and the driver combos and all this crazy shit, you can, you can do some cool shit. Like, I've seen videos of people, like, with level 1 characters beating high-level enemies because they know the mechanics of the system so well, they can just cheese it and do really fucking well and kill shit. That's awesome. But the game doesn't do a good job at telling me that. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, I had to figure that out by myself, even though the, ge- and the game even gives you tutorials, and they're just not good. It's just like, what the fuck are you even telling me? You're giving me information about things I cannot even do yet. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So it's just like, why are you telling me this now? I'm not going to remember it when I can do it. <laughs> so I have a lot of gripes with 2, like, from a, like, a technical, like, standpoint where, with gameplay and mechanics. So that's why I think that bogs down too, but its story towards the end is beautiful. And Torna is great. Mwah. Torna is a great fucking prequel. Fucking gorgeous. I have nothing bad to say about Torna besides the fact that you have to do side quests. So why are they side quests if I have to do them? So, <laughs> yeah. I would give like Xenoblade 1 a 9. This is me going off Definitive Edition 2. So not just the original version. Like Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition on the Switch. I give a 9. Xenoblade 2. I give like an eight with Torna. I give it eight point five. So see, it's still getting a high score. Yeah. I just don't like it as much. Xenoblade Three right now, solid nine. Depending on where we go, could be a nine point five. Could be a ten. I don't know yet. <laughs> could even be an eight. It could. Yes. Yeah. If I really fucking hate that ending, maybe it'll drag it down. Yeah. <laughs> but I would have to really fucking hate that yeah. ending to drive me down from that nine because everything else about it is so good. Yeah. <laughs> like. The positives drastically outweigh the negatives for me. I have negatives, but the, there's so many more positives. Yeah. So we'll see once I finish, but that'll that'll be fun. And <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles has become one of my favorite JRPGs. <laughs> Add another one to the list. Do I like it more than Trails? I don't know. I think I still like Trails more. I think I still find myself more personally invested in the Trail series. Yeah. Trail. Oh my god. <laughs> I 
could talk about the Trail series for days. But uh, Xenoblade has like deeper storyline concepts going on because the Xeno series of games in general, like Xenogears and Xenosaga. I was talking to Ryan about Xenogears a little bit before the podcast. Uh, lots of deep concepts go into the Xeno games. And there's even this book called Perfect Works that explains like plans and outlines for Xenogears and Xenosaga and all this different weird storytelling stuff that give you more context to those games and that fit narratives you can piece things from perfect works into like other games like xenoblade chronicles and stuff like that they take a lot of time to really like construct something so it's just like it's a lot to take in whereas trails i think it's easier to digest but i think i just personally like i feel more personally attached to trails story in a way but that doesn't discredit Xenoblade. Like, if you think Xenoblade is better, that's that's your opinion. Yeah. It's opinion at the end of the day. Yeah. Still one of my favorite JRPGs now. It's it's in there with, like, Dragon Quest and Trails and Final Fantasy. So, yeah, boy. Play Xenoblade Chronicles. You will you will not regret it. I'm glad I decided to pick it up and be like, you know what? Let me do it. Let me yeah. jump in. Because it was, it was worth it. It was worth the money. I bought all these games damn near full price. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I spent some moolah in like the span of maybe like three, four months. <laughs> worth it, hundred percent worth it. Would would not regret the decision. I'd do it again. So easily, easily, easily. These games are great. So if you're looking for something to sink your teeth into, Xenoblade Chronicles is the is the thing, the thing to do it. Uh, that's it for Xenoblade for now. Until uh, I finish the game and have more to talk about. But yeah. <laughs> um, moving into uh, some quick little bit of anime news here. Uh, oh, one side note: Overlord Four started. Overlord Four started maybe like a month or two ago. Like the the show, the anime Overlord. If you haven't watched it, you should. It's pretty yeah. good. Uh, season four started. I watched. I watched the first three seasons dubbed, so I am behind on what's currently airing. Because I have to wait a few weeks before the dub episode comes out. So I think I last left off on, like, episode three of season four. I like it so far. It's pretty good. I've missed Overlord. It's been a few years since uh, we had Overlord season three. So just shout out to Overlord four. Uh, Shout out to Digimon Ghost Game. They still doing their thing. Um, But the one thing I wanted to bring up was Dragon Quest Die. Because, you know, I always got to bring up Dragon Quest Die. (laughs) One of my not. Uh, watch Dragon Quest die first of all you niggas you niggas need to stop playing and just watch the show because uh, we are entering our, our final final true stretch we episode 91 airs technically Saturday so on the 20th but you know tonight at midnight episode 91 will come up uh, and I believe from there we have like you know that starts the last 10 episodes of the show because it, it looks like they're going to do 100 episodes. It looks like that's what it's led up to. From what I can see where they are now, and from what I know from the manga, I'm like, yeah, they could, they can do this. Yeah, 10 episodes is plenty of episodes to do this. Um, the the final boss is entering his second phase. That's what I describe it as. It's, kind of, it's like a three-phase boss fight. Yeah. So we're, we're entering the second phase of the final boss. Things are going to get very interesting uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, people have their complaints. They're allowed to. I did my whole Dragon Quest thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All I can think of right now when you're talking about second phase, mm-hmm. it was like he's in the second phase if this was the boss fight, mm-hmm. is I, I hope one day someone does this and it would piss a lot of people off. If, like, 
for an anime that's like you know based on a game or something they enter this fight you know they finish the second phase the third phase of the boss starts and they lose they get killed and then the next week's episode is the same like the same episode as when they first started oh, the boss they're fight. Just retrying the boss fight <laughs> yeah but it's like it's like not like oh they're not acknowledging that they're retrying it's just it's basically just like, doing reruns re like like <laughs> if like you're playing the game to them in that world like it's, yeah we didn't die we yeah. haven't even fought him yet you know? yeah. like, <laughs> that'd be funny as shit just reruns until they get to the episode and then you know they don't they don't lose it's funny there's an anime that kind of did something like that kind of something like i forget what the anime is called i forget the full name of it and i won't get too deep was into it that re-zero it wasn't re-zero it wasn't yeah. re-zero i can't get it's into something that a little bait older. Is it furry bait? It's I haven't watched bait. it yet. A lot of people like it. No, it's. Uh, I'm, I know a lot of people like it. I just couldn't get into it. I oh. tried. I, I did the one episode, and then I did two episodes, and then I tried a third, and I was just like, I I, I just... I'm Maybe it's one it. of those slow build-ups. Maybe it's one of those slow burns. I don't know. Everyone who tried to get me on it was just like, episode one, you're hooked. And I was like, it was all right. I guess it's just opinion. Yeah. No. Because... Because a lot of people say, like, jo you won't get hooked on JoJo's until, like, part two or part three, and I disagree. I was hooked on JoJo's from part yeah. from episode one. It was the first time the blood hit the the mask, and, and, went, and you're like, Like, whoa, literally, whoa. episode one, I was just like, oh, I'm invested. Yeah. And p a lot of people don't think that. It's opinion. Yeah. It's all opinion at the end of the day. Exactly. So, it is what it is. If you like ReZero, that's cool. I just couldn't get into it, so yeah. don't tell me to watch it. But uh, I forget what the show is called. It's, it's based on, like, a light novel. But I was watching, Kevin and I were watching a video, this is like a year ago, and they were talking about the adaptation of an arc, where like, I guess the day was repeating, and they couldn't figure out how to like, break it, and eventually they do, but they relive that same day like, a shit ton of times. But the anime, I think it gets like, you know, like 12, 13 episode seasons, and people were like excited for the new season because of these arcs and that arc ate up so many episodes of that season and people fucking hated it because they were just reliving the same fucking day for like five six episodes oh god <laughs> i forget what the show is called but i'm sure like the way i described it somebody is like oh i know what that is it it's it's a light novel series but i was like that must have sucked because in the book apparently it's only like a chapter it's very quick, but they describe themselves living that same day. But for some reason, the anime was like, "What if we stretch this bitch out?" Jesus. Five <laughs> so, episodes. So, the same like episode. when they when they did it like the first like time and the second time, people were like, you know, anime only people were like, "What the fuck?" Like that's a cool way to trip people out. Like, what the fuck? They just did this. Like, what's happening? And like, you know, characters picking up on it. But like after you do it like five times, it's yeah. like, dude, come on, we're running out of episodes. <laughs> season. So, yeah, that that shit aside, though, but that that'd be funny, like that that boss thing you were saying. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm super stoked to see uh, this next part get animated because my man's is uh, beating them real bad with with minimal effort for a while in the second phase. Like he's just like, nigga, y'all can't even fucking touch me. Like <laughs> it's a struggle. It's a struggle of a fight. But they, they, you know, it's it's very beautiful and heroic and all that good shit. Yeah. And I'm going to be sad to see the anime end, but that just means it'll be over. I can rewatch it from the beginning, clean through, maybe do like some retrospective stuff on the anime. Like arc by arc as I rewatch. That'd be cool. But yeah, shout out to Dragon Quest Die. It's great. Please watch it or read it. 
whatever. Just get into the story. It's good as fuck. I, I, I promise you, if you like Shonen, you'll love Dragon Quest Die. It's classic Shonen at its finest. <laughs> and um, speaking of shows, speaking of shows, as one show is ending, another show is coming back after a long hiatus of being gone. Bringing back its final arc. We talked about it every now and then since since uh, it was announced. Bleach! You know, the Thousand Year Blood War. And I have been waiting for this. I have been eagerly waiting for this for a minute. Because I remember when it first got announced, I had just so happened to have been re-watching Bleach stuff. So I was in the mm-hmm. middle of the Iran card stuff. When they announced, like, yeah, we're doing a Thousand Year Blood War anime. I was like, dude, it was destiny for me to re-watch this anime. Yeah. Now I'm all fucking refreshed and caught up. I'm so ready. I'm so ready for it. And a lot of people are too. Especially knowing that uh, some stuff is going, some story stuff is going to be expanded. So maybe we'll get like that true full vision Kubo intended for the arc. Uh, Chad, get a fight. <clears throat> but uh, I digress. People are excited for the Thousand Year Blood War. It, it, it looks like at the very least the animation is going to be off the fucking chain. It looks so clean from what we've seen so far. And especially with the promotional art. So people are excited. And people got a little got a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, these rumors have been actually going around for a minute, so now I'm kind of like, fuck this. The one time some rumors were fucking true. So there's there is some talk that Disney Plus was trying to get the rights to the to the Bleach anime for distribution, like streaming. And I didn't really believe it when I first was really hearing. I didn't really look into it too deeply, but I didn't really believe it because I'm just like. Disney Plus, why? What the fuck? Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. Like, Bleach why? of all things. Yeah, like, of, of all anime, even. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna, like, I was like, Bleach. Yeah. Bleach. <sighs> I mean, they did do, like, the first two arcs of Naruto Shippuden, and they are like, oh, on, this is too dark Disney drugs. XD, yeah, they, they <laughs> censored it, too. Yeah. They got up to the Sasuke, the second Sasuke rescue arc of of Naruto. Oh my god. (laughs) And then they're like, oh shit, we can't really go on past you. More Naruto Shippuden on Disney XD. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Naruto Uzumaki. Shunin. (laughs) You're watching Disney Channel. I remember coming on Disney XD because my brother would watch it on Disney XD. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, come to find out uh, recently, Disney, in fact, is going to be streaming Bleach on Disney+. Plus. Now, this is worrisome for a lot of reasons. And the, the first thing I want to do, because it's the most straightforward thing and kind of like the thing at the top, the censorship. Mm-hmm. It was sh- said by Kubo that this arc, this arc was going to be like, you know, kind of like an MA thing. It was going to be a lot more violent for the animation because in the manga, it's more violent. So we're getting like that raw and cutness of it. So people are excited because like they want that in this. Cause not only is it a war, it's the yeah. final arc. Also it's called the thousand year blood war. Yeah. We're trying to see some violence. Yeah. Niggas, niggas get cut in half in this arc, bro. Niggas getting pale, lose limbs. Shit is ridiculous. I'm, I was like, and we're going to see that fully in color and motion in this clean animation. That is going to be some shit. Because at the very least, even if you still don't really like the story with its additions, at least you can say it looked fucking cool. (laughs) You know? So, it's worrying people that Disney Plus is going to be streaming it because they may censor it. Especially after we heard it was going to be TVMA. That doesn't mean that 
they're just not gonna have the violence in it. Like, they're gonna censor it how, like, the anime naturally censored itself when Bleach was originally airing back in the day. It means, I, I, I'm sure when it airs in Japan on TV, yeah, it's not gonna be, it's gonna be uncensored. It's because yeah. of the time slot it comes on. But for streaming services, they might censor it on there, which is how Americans legally can watch that stuff. So that's worrisome for us because we either got to deal with that or we got to sail the seas on the internet and get a fan sub or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> or wait for it to come out on Blu-ray uncensored or some shit. Yeah. And that's going to take a long time because the arc would have to finish first. Mm-hmm. And then you have to wait for them to actually just like, do probably it. Probably like a year or two after. Yeah. So we've already been waiting over a decade for this arc to just come out. <laughs> like, so it's worrisome for some people. I'm not a hundred percent if they're going to censor this arc or not. Like if Disney is, because my my one key example of this is Deadpool one and two. Mm-hmm. Deadpool one and Deadpool two are on Disney Plus. They are not censored. They are still they're they're rated R violently goodness stuff you know all that shit is left in all the swearing all the violence all of that is still in those movies on yeah. disney plus they did not censor those because if they did people would have been like well what the fuck yeah <laughs> like i will say it is one of their marvel properties though so it's like maybe they were just like ah, we can't do it because it's deadpool and people will riot but the who who watches bleach anyway see that yeah. that's another worrying thing about yeah. that Disney's just buying shit for the sake of buying it, you know, to monopolize everything. They yeah. don't really know the anime market. So it's like, ooh. It's kind of scary. Disney is scaring me a lot. Yeah, stop buying shit. Stop buying shit. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> like, stop it. Because even if it isn't censored, and, you know, we still get you just like, okay, cool, it's just on Disney+. Plus. That's like opening the gates for Disney to be like, because people are going to watch it. Because yeah. people have been waiting to watch Bleach forever. They're going to fucking watch it. Yeah. No matter what it's on. That's probably why they bought it, is they knew that a large amount of people were about to just watch it. And if they get a large amount of people, like, subscribing to Disney Plus just to watch Bleach, they're going to want more anime just so people can subscribe just to watch anime. Yeah. So we could see Disney having, like, an anime section. Of D- which is the weirdest fucking thing possible. Yeah. Uh... To have like Marvel, Star Wars, Nat Geo, Nat Geo, Pixar, and anime. <laughs> the fucking food groups. Like <laughs> Disney's like just add another Infinity Stone on this bitch. Well, that'd be its fifth one. Yeah. Oh my God, they're they're one. <laughs> well, wouldn't Disney be the? Because its own. Oh, you're right. You're right. God damn it. No, Disney would be the god. Disney would be the gauntlet. No, they're like the Thanos slash gauntlet. Oh, God. <laughs> Mickey Mouse just like, I'm inevitable. <laughs> oh, God, Kingdom Hearts. No. <laughs> it counts. It's over. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. This was their last stone. God damn it. Yeah, so I'm not a fan of this. Uh, my buddy Gabe is also not a fan of this. Gabe yeah. is huge Bleach fan. It's one of his favorites. And we talk about Bleach all the time. Because I think Bleach is heavily... Un- that's I've always brought this up. Bleach is heavily underrated. Especially yeah. when I did my, my rewatch. I was like, you niggas is way overcritical of this series. Yeah. You either were like hating on it to hate on it. 
or you just miss the point of a lot of stuff there's a lot of philosophy and like things you need to read between the line behind the story that people just see as like oh this doesn't make sense they didn't explain this and it's like but they did pay attention to context clues yeah. and representation it's like yes you might have missed the line three episodes ago where rukio was just like and yeah there's these things called parallelograms and then they're just like then you see the parallelogram and you're like what the fuck is that and it's like <laughs> like lines like yes like several other ryan's example some people just completely miss things characters directly say but even like visual concepts or symbolism mm -hmm. behind characters people will miss and so they don't understand why a character is doing this or why a character has this but it was symbolized one of those things that is major major is within ichiko's character we can go back and forth about oh, Ichigo's yeah. character. People think he's a shallow character. He's a reactionary character. That he doesn't have a goal because he doesn't want to be like king of the fucking Shinigami or whatever. <laughs> Not saying that Naruto wanting to be Hokage and Luffy wanted to, wanting to be king of the pirates is a shallow goal. Yeah. Like they, the reasons behind the goal are not shallow. Yeah. But within Ichigo's character, it wouldn't make sense for him to want to be like, I'm going to be a captain of one of the squads or I'm going to be yeah. head cap why would he care about that he just wants to save his friends yes and people think that's like a shallow goal because well naruto and luffy are doing that too yeah but there's the reason behind why ichigo yeah. wants to do that is very different and it ties into his backstory growing up like a lot of that ties into like the death of his mother like when we touch in like early bleach with like the whole yeah. grand fissure arc and you see that and then later later during the thousand year blood war arc you get this mini arc within it called everything but the rain which reveals like the full backstory behind all of that and it really sheds light on ichigo's like it, it explains why ichigo the joke of like god damn it ichigo's fucking everything in the show he's a soul reaper he can use yeah. a pfizer mask so he's part hollow da -da 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 -da. he has a full brain this and that he's a human like he has every fucking classification in bleach ichigo has but there's like a reason behind why he has it. And when you like look at context clues throughout the series, Kubo have been setting stuff up like that for a while. Yeah. Like Kubo really planned ahead and Kubo really has like a lot of deeper concepts within Bleach that you have to pay attention to and see ideas of. There's, there's one thing that I find really interesting and in one of the characters, I don't want to spoil it. It's one of the characters you see in the Thousand Year Blood War. But uh, his, I think I talked about this before I briefly brought it up. His uh, Zanpak Toe, uh, its whole thing, like its whole power theme is based around names. Yeah. I won't get too deep into what exactly that means, but that has implications on the story and even a little something on Ichigo's character from way back, like long before we even get close to the Thousand Year now is bleach perfect no of course it has issues but i feel like a lot of people touch down on the wrong things that are not issues within bleach yeah i'm like this is a non-issue because this was explained and they'll be like no it wasn't i'll be like yes it was right here da 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 da, -da. they say this also this represents this this represents this ichigo is actually a very complex character too like going back to ichigo's character again he has a lot about him going on that makes him the person that he is. Yeah. And uh, the full bring arc, the ex slash execution arc, whatever arc you want to call it, the arc before the Thousand Year Blood War, gets a lot of shit for being a shitty arc, da 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 da, rips off Chapter Black. Um, being an avid fucking Yu Yu Hakusho fan, number one in the hood, G, uh, my favorite of all time. 
uh, and Chapter Black being my favorite arc in the entire series. I can see similarities between the two. Like, Bleach definitely took inspiration from Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, yeah. Not just from Chapter Black, but from other things. I'd even say... But it's not, like, ripping off. It's definitely just inspired. Yeah. There's homages. I can see the same thing, references being made within Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen has heavy Chapter Black vibes. Yeah. I, I which is even, why I like Jujutsu Kaisen so I, much. I was even thinking right now, too, how um, similar Ichigo and Yusuke are in a lot of ways. Where there are a, a good amount of similarities. They're, in their they're character. both characters who were in like kind of the wrong place at the wrong time or the right time, if you want to mm-hmm. say. Um, characters who weren't like, oh, I'm going into this business to be the best. They're just like, I'm in this business, business but I'm here but to help due my to circumstance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And at the same time, they can still be very different characters. Exactly. And it, Whereas, and, like, Naruto and stuff, it's like, he goes in with the goal of being Hokage, mm-hmm. but by the end of Shippuden, Hokage is not his priority here. Yeah, yeah. He, he's and, like, and, and the theme behind why Naruto wants that is yeah. very deep. Like, yeah. it, like I said, it's not the goal, it's the meaning behind the goal. Yeah, and by the end of Shippuden, he has the goal that he set out to get yeah, with Hokage. Yeah, he already has that, and yeah. he didn't need to be Hokage, and he still achieves being Hokage. Exactly. Because well, by then, he's the best candidate. Yeah, like, he <laughs> has that... He, he he has what he always wanted exactly. at the end. And that's that's one of, like, the strong points in Naruto. We can pick Naruto apart, too. But, <laughs> again? Like, again, yeah. But I still love Naruto. But, um... Yeah, so, like, people miss that. And especially, like I said, people love shitting on the, the Fullbring arc. But I think the Fullbring arc has some of the best, like, characterization for Ichigo throughout the series a lot from for most of it like it has some strong characterization like the antagonist of the arc really fucks with Ichigo's head and I can get why people get chapter black vibes off the Fullbringer arc because I think that was kind of intentional it's very like similar kind of like that feeling of being in the city and there's these kind of like humanoid like these mainly human based group of people doing stuff but it's very different in concept because Ichigo is trying to get his powers back yeah. And through the help of the Fullbringers through execution, he's supposed to do that. But then we find out there's a lot more to it. Like execution has direct plans for Yusuke. Whereas I don't want to spoil Chapter Black because you're watching it. But it's a case. Yeah. You know how the Dark Tournament isn't a case. It's like they were forced to go. Yeah. Chapter Black is a case. Huh. This is a job. Like they have shit to do, and like the fate of the world is at stake. The fate of the world really isn't at stake in the Fullbringer arc. The stakes can be very high once you get to the end. But that's not, like, the base of it. That's not, like, the story behind it. And then there's a lot of, like, story behind Chapter Black, behind its main antagonist, and da-da-da-da-da. And also, with the main antagonist of both arcs, I can get the idea of, like, why people feel like it's a copy, because they have similar concepts of things, too. But I think there's a lot different about their characters in terms of characterization where i would say the main antagonist in the full bringer arc wasn't like he was a character that was very kind and very nice da 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 and he felt cheated and scorned mm. and so he ends up doing the things he does whereas the main antagonist in chapter black has a very black and white concept yeah of good and evil and something occurs that breaks that for him. Yeah. And thus he ends up doing the things he's doing. So it's like, one is like, oh, the world isn't so cut and dry. And the other is just 
more like it's more revengeish driven. Yeah. For Bleach, so like very different stuff. Ichigo's like desperation to get his powers back. Yusuke's not trying to get powers back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's like if you were to compare those two arcs and be like. Yes, there's inspiration, but if you were to try to say that it's a direct copy, then you can kind of say Toy Story 3 is also a direct copy of those two. With <laughs> hugs a lot. Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like I said, there's similarities definitely, but to say it's a ripoff, no. Yeah, no. And this is coming from some, like, Bleach isn't in my top 10. I really like Bleach, and, like, I, I it's my favorite of the big three, personally, but. This is coming from someone who's like, Yu Yu Hakusho is my favorite anime of all time, period. No discussion. Yeah. And I don't think so. Like, yeah. Like, I don't really think it is, guys. Like, I get the similar vibes, which is why I like Bleach a lot, because of the vibe of it. I'm gravitated towards that. But I don't see it as a copycat or a yeah. poor imitation. I see it as like... Oh, he took inspiration and concepts to, to form his own concept. Exactly. Which is what a lot of writing is. You get inspired. Like, yeah. Kubo, Oda, and Kishimoto were inspired by Toriyama. They all read Dragon Ball, and so they all made their own series. If you want to even root it down, I know this is another fucking joke, but if you want to even root it down even deeper, you could say that all of these are just copies of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just spooky mysteries. Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, and then I, I people also say that Bleach entirely is a ripoff of Yu Hakusho, and I'm like, how? How? <laughs> oh my god. Spirits? What? There's a spirit world, and there are supernatural things, and that is it. The concept of hollows is not even close to the concept of demons or yokai in the Japanese translation. Yeah. And the Makai and all of that. Very different from like Hueco Mundo and like Hollows. Yeah. Those are not equivalent yeah. at all, period. There is an actual hell in Bleach. Hueco the- Mundo is not hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> where, where the fuck is the Quincy's in Yu Yu show? Also, even like the demon world technically isn't hell. It's yeah. just demon world. It's yeah. the Makai, it's the world where yokai come from. Yeah. There's, like, Limbo in Yu Yu Hakusho, you know, because they do the, the concept with the ogres and King yeah. Yama and all that. So there's different punishments and different, like, rewards when you pass on in life. So that's very different from Bleach's soul society, which is more of a reincarnation thing. Yeah. You die, you become a spirit called, like, a whole. If you have these lingering things, you have a chain attached to you and you linger to the world and that's what soul reapers come to the world of the living do cleanse your soul so you yeah. can move on break the chain if you have that lingering thing and that chain comes off you become a hollow mm-hmm. and when uh soul reapers cut a hollow's mask they free that spirit and that spirit ascends to the soul society or yeah. if they're bad they go to hell well they gotta stamp him first no no if you kill a, if you kill a hollow <laughs> no bro that's you hawkish you're copying <laughs> yeah when you kill a hollow and you break its mask it just moves on if it's just a spirit, yeah, you stop its forehead with the base of your sword. Uh, just void. Yeah. <laughs> but then they go to the Soul Society, and then eventually that soul, it kind of has like a life cycle. It's just really long because you're a soul. And then it's reincarnated into the world, and it's this cycle. Yeah. And then there's certain things that, issues that can happen that can lead to other spiritual things. But it's a very different spiritual concept yeah. from you, Hakusho's spiritual more- concept. It's 
totally different world. It's like you would say, like, yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho, if you were to, like, root it, you can say, like, that's, like, a, a buddy cop, like, detective show. Whereas, like, Bleach is just kind of like a bureaucracy. <laughs> it's like a shonen. Yeah. It's a straight up shonen where Ichigo's like, man, fuck your government system. Yeah. Like, tear that motherfucker right? down with the power of friendship. <laughs> Burn down this fucking house of cards. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, damn, Ichigo, you was kind of right. All right, my nigga, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you have like the spirit detectives. But it's not like there's a fucking organization of multiple spirit detectives in yeah. Yu Yu show. There's only one. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yusuke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's, like, stuff in spirit world, but we haven't gotten to that stuff yet. But it's not, like, a whole organization of people called Shinigami dedicated to this one task. Yeah. Where they do this and they have a whole government system and they have rules yeah. and regulations and laws like spirit world has rules and regulations and laws but it's not built in that same system yeah the and 13 court guard squads there's no equivalent to that in Yu Yu Hakusho exactly what the, the <laughs> fucking saint beast fuck you <laughs> like, like so like when people say that I'm just like why because they both have spiritual concepts yeah you could say that about so many fucking shonen yeah, so many shonen and like Spirit energy and spiritual pressure, totally different. There's spiritual pressure, there's reishi, there's a lot of shit in yeah. Bleach. Whereas in Yu Yu Hakusho, there's uh, Reiki, which is like the spirit energy, there's Yoki, which is demon energy, and then there's gonna be some other stuff, I will say. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like, I would say. Bleach. It's a simpler concept in terms of like yeah. energy and power system. I think that's why Yu Yu Hakusho ends up influencing so many different animes is because when you root it down it's a very simple it has like a lot of twists and turns and it it's has a really good simple moments, concept simple. with strong writing yes exactly that's what it is and so a lot of people will be like i really like this simple concept what can i add to it to so make, make my own layers. little spin on it yeah. yeah to make something different exactly yeah so you have like spirit energy and then like in bleach you have like zompak toes what is the equivalent of a Zompak toe in Yu Yu Hakusho? Spirit sword! <laughs> I wish a nigga would. I wish a nigga would hey, say that. Hey, hey, the Bankai is literally... <laughs> <laughs> it's my my sword get longer. <laughs> longer. <laughs> like, I, I, I wish a nigga would tell me that. <laughs> like, it's like, come on, guys. There's similarities, of course. There's inspiration, but you're always going to have overlap within stories, especially if the story's rooted within the same country and within the same genre. Yeah. So, but they're drastically different once you start to break them down. I could go into Yu Yu Hakusho and all its details and then go into Bleach and all its details, and I could tell you two completely different stories. Yeah. Because they are. Yeah. <laughs> so, stop it. Get some help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know why I feel the need to defend Bleach. I feel like, you know, I'm, like, helping, like, stop picking on my little brother, nigga. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. my little brother's cool as fuck. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, leave Bleach alone. Uh, Dragon Ball Super, though. Let's move into that. I was like, we're talking about anime. Let's move into some manga stuff. The Dragon Ball Super... Well, Dragon Ball Super Superhero came out in America... English dub. 
that's cool. I'm not going to that dirty ass movie theater. Y'all, y'all niggas is sick. Right. Y'all niggas don't take care of yourselves. Dragon Ball Super is literally copying My Hero Academia. <laughs> Boy, if you don't. <laughs> That's like when the world ends with you two got announced and people are like, this is just copying Persona 5. I'm like, have you not played the world ends with you? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hate Persona 5 stands. I love Persona 5. But um, I, I think it'll sell all right. I think it's sold pretty well in Japan. It'll sell all right in America. Their promotion for this movie has been atrocious though. Yeah. Like they did not promote this movie. It feels like they didn't have as much faith in it as with Brawly, but at that point I'm like, why'd you have the fucking movie made if you were? <laughs> and it's a it's a good movie, it's a solid movie. I watched it with like fan subs, and I was like, I enjoyed this. This was fun. It looked clean. It was nice. So I'll probably eventually watch it in English. I'm probably not going to the theater just because I don't trust sick folk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll probably buy it. Um. But yeah, so that came out. Check that out. Uh, some leaks might suggest we'll be getting some superhero content in Xenoverse too. Mm. Might get the gammas, which means we might get uh, Beast Gohan and Orange. We'll get Yellow Piccolo and Orange Piccolo. We'll get Gohan Blanco. Green, Yellow, Orange, and Gohan Blanco. And Cell Max. I know this is like the third time I've, I've said it on this podcast, but I still can't fucking believe that the Mad Lads did it. Like, almost like... I, I, I am 90% sure. This is my confirmed headcanon now. Toriyama saw the memes and he was like, I could do something with that. This is literally like <laughs> six years later, too. Like, these memes are like 2016, like yeah. Facebook shit posting group memes. Like Gohan Blanco versus El Hermano. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Oh, shit was wild. Shit. But yeah, Toriyama was like, you know what? I'm gonna use that one day. And he did. I I, I don't it, it's not confirmed, but in my head, Toriyama made this oh, based yeah. off the meme there's Absolutely. no there's no fucking way he didn't it's too it's too on the nose i was like is this gohan that's gohan blanco because <laughs> like if, if, it, if it you know the whole thing is like oh it's tapping into the ultimate gohan potential like they could have just made his hair like sleeker mm-hmm. or like stand up more like kind of how but ultimate they were gohan. like no they chose to give him this unique aura this these red eyes white hair they, there was like, no reason to give this man silvery white hair. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> I'm like, that's Gohan Blanco. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Give props to my nigga. Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Superhero is not like the coolest movie ever. Like the coolest Dragon Ball movie. I think the best Dragon Ball Super movie is Brawly. And I argue that's just one of the best Dragon Ball movies, period. I won't say it's the best because there's a lot of good Dragon Ball Z movies. Yeah. Like, Fusion Reborn's really cool. Uh, the original Brawly movie's pretty interesting. But, um... Hachiyak. Ha- no, Hachiyak <laughs> is not in the running. <laughs> that shit made no sense, but period. I loved it. It's not in the fucking running. <laughs> I watched that shit, unlocked Hachiyak, and was like, cool. Hachiyak! I, I never have to watch this again. That fucking... But I did anyway. <laughs> discount animation quality. It looked like a bootleg DVD. That's how the video quality of that yeah. shit looked. <laughs> it looked like... Animated cutscenes for a PlayStation One game. They hyper compressed <laughs> that shit to fit on that disc. <laughs> but um, Raging Blast Three win though. Never. Never. Dragon Ball Xenoverse Three Raging Blast. What if they call? It? We'll never forget 
fucking first Xenoverse though, training with Goku, and he's like, that was fun. No, that yeah. was in Xenoverse 2. Oh, it was in 2? I told you that. Yeah, yeah. You do the, you finish the training with Goku, and I was like, Ryan, you know what he says? <laughs> he says, it was a raging blast playing with you. That pissed and me I off feel like so much. that was a dub change, mm. and they were being fucking snarky in the studio. Yeah. Because he's like, it was a raging blast. I was like, oh, these assholes, they know it's never happening. <laughs> I still think uh, Xenoverse's gameplay is very similar to Raging Blast. There's a lot of similar qualities. But it's just a little, because Raging Blast was a lot more fluid, but um, this one is more technical. Mm -hmm. So it, it, Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely similarities you could take from them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, maybe one day. No, never. <laughs> And I'll cry. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 3 Raging Blast. They'll, <laughs> they'll just fuse them. <laughs> but uh, you, can play, you can play Dragon Ball The Breakers. You know, that little little survival game. It's like a Dead by Daylight thing. It's like an isometric. <laughs> yeah, I know. They just put fucking uh, Frieza in it. Yeah, I'm not... I, I'm I'm not interested in those games. No. It's cool that they tried something different. Yeah. I give them credit for that. It's always nice every now and then you'll be playing Dragon Ball game Dragon. Oh, oh that's different. It's nice to see something like different. Like Kakarot out of this. was different in effort, but I don't think it's like an overall great game. Yeah. It's good. It's solid if you're a Dragon Ball fan. It's nice to see something different from Dragon Ball games um, every now and then because Besides you know punchy punchy. We punch, get punch, we get we ha we have those yearly Dragon Ball games yeah. like. Like, um, Dragon Ball Fusions for the 3DS, that's a really good game, and that was such a weird, unique concept, and I'm yeah. glad they took the risk with that one, because that game's fun. I still have it on my 3DS, because I have a digital download. Nice. If I charge up my 3DS, I could play it again. Just doesn't have a lot of endgame content, I would just have to play the story over again. Um, but yeah, so check that out. Xenoverse 2 and Superhero and all that good shit. But the Dragon Ball Super manga, I won't get too deep into this, I was explaining it to Ryan, the granola arc pretty much ended. Uh, spoilers, if you're reading the manga and you aren't caught up in the granola arc. Uh, I believe chapter 87 is the latest chapter that came out. So we'll be talking about, you know, briefly about that. The main things I want to talk about here is, overall, the granola arc is, is, is okay. It's another okay arc. Super consistently just makes okay arcs, in my opinion. I don't think they're bad. Like, some of them are, like, weak. Like, the anime revival of F arc is awful. It is fucking dog shit. Yeah, just watch the movie. Yeah, just watch. Honestly, that's the best way to take that arc in. And even that movie isn't great. It's good. At least it looks good and has some good fight scenes. Yeah. But um. But at least you'll be done with it in an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> that, that anime arc is not good. And then the manga skips over it because of it was promotion for the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the, the Universe 6, Universe 7 tournament, it's okay. Battle of Gods anime arc, the first arc, it's okay. I think the movie is a little better just because it fits better as a movie rather than stretched out into an arc. There's some stuff in the anime I like a little more than the movie, but overall I think the movie does a lot more with it. But if you watched it, it'd be fine watching it because it's the start of Dragon Ball Super. Um, the Goku Black arc has a lot of good. It has a, <gasps> excuse me, has a lot of strong points in it. That ending is, mm, for both, for the anime and the manga, I don't know how I feel about either one of those. Well, I know how I feel about the anime one. I didn't really like it. And I've already talked about how I would yeah. finish the arc, which I, I I still think in my head, that's the better way to end the arc, my personal thoughts on yeah. how that arc ended. Maybe one day I'll talk about it again if I do like a Dragon Ball retrospective or some shit. Uh, the manga didn't really do much better. 
there's like some differences between the Goku Black arc, like some big differences between the Goku Black arc and the manga and the anime, but overall, it's just like, it, it started off really strong, but the ending was kind of, <laughs> like there's there's some funk funky shit like the anime with the with go with trunks's sword of hope like his spirit bomb sword how the fuck did he do that we're never gonna tell you uh what is that super saiyan rage form trunks has we're never gonna tell you we're never gonna tell you just just accept it yeah. <laughs> like i was just like you're not gonna explain it never no we will never explain it Honestly, I think the best interpretation of the Goku Black arc is in Xenoverse 2. Oh, yeah. The the ending where Trunks does the Spirit Bomb Sword makes so much more sense in, in Xenoverse 2 because he's taking energy from people in other, like, timelines. Oh. And it just is way more, like, it's well executed so much better. And it just feels like, oh, and it, like, the voice lines, especially in the dub, it gave me, like, chills when I heard Trunks' voice actor do it. And, like, Zamasu is just like, but what about my justice? And he's like, to hell with your justice! <laughs> you don't deserve it! And he splits him in two, and I was the way he delivered that line is so cool. Man, it it's so, like, bad. Been. It's so Dragon Ball, the it way he said It should have been, fuck your justice. <laughs> it's just, like, the... the the pure emotion in his voice. That I forget the dub actor for Trunks, but he fucking does a great job being Trunks. <laughs> because I was like, ooh, I got chills off of that. That was good. I also like the rage transformation in the dub for Super. Like, he delivers those lines really well, too, when he first transforms. Like, I, I like future Trunks a lot. I feel like he just gets hoed in terms of storylines. So, I'm like, why can't this nigga be happy? Goku Black Arc was cool. But damn, bro, you erased this whole fucking time? <laughs> yeah, it is kind of... Like, damn. this nigga can never be happy. He literally fought for years for that timeline, and some fucking kid was just like, meh. My favorite thing about that is, like, his timeline was pretty much, like, rebuilding back up into normal society. Yeah. And then fucking Goku Black showed up and was like, ha <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fall jogging. <laughs> It's just like, golly, this man cannot catch a break. <laughs> it's it's kind of sad, really. Yeah, no, I feel so bad for it. It's tragic, but it's not tragic in a good way. Because it's like, he doesn't deserve it. Just let him be happy. Leave him alone. Yeah. I, I hope they never bring him back again. Because every time they bring him, bring him up, it's like fucking heartbreak. Yeah. Like, just leave him alone. Like, because uh, even in Z, when he goes back to his timeline, it's not like anything changed in his yeah. timeline. Yeah, he was like, all right. He just kills go. the androids in Cell, but everything, what happened, happened. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I still think that I'm going to say this, and I'll go more in depth when I finally finish writing out and planning the time travel, mm -hmm. uh, what's in the brew for you. Okay. But I do think that Dragon Ball's stance on time travel is one of the best in terms of how time travel works. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Super kind of makes a lot of weird additions. Mm. And I can explain them. It takes a long time, so I won't do it here. Yeah. But I'm like, I get it. And pretty much at the end of the explanation uh, for the Goku Black arc, there's a lot of contradictions in it. They'd be uh. like, well, that doesn't make sense. But I'm like, at the end of the day, it's kind of just like a time paradox. Yeah. And the way I perceive the time paradoxes is just like, 
this is something that just can't be changed. It was just, like, destined to happen no matter what. Yeah. So it's just always triggering itself, like, maybe in that way. And there's different ways of time traveling where it seems like the god... Because time travel in, in god hierarchy, it's taboo. You're not supposed to do it. Like, yeah. Trunks' time machine, highly illegal. You yeah. should not be doing that. Um... Which is the the reason why in um, Dragon Ball Online and in Xenoverse, why that future Trunks is there, because he's he he, he committed a crime against time. So the Supreme Kai time is like, no 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 no, you shouldn't have done that. So that's why he helps the time. He joined the Time Patrol to help fix a lot of stuff that he did. Oh okay, <laughs> like, that makes sense. Yeah. So when you like that man-made time travel, like with the time machine, it op- it that's what's opening up alternate timelines because yeah. it's an unnatural way of going back in time whereas like the gods have special methods of traveling back in time like that like these time rings i don't think those open other timelines you yeah can just go back in time and do stuff and then Whis has the power to go back in time with his staff Whis is just fucking because he's an angel yeah so <laughs> that it, it works really weird and they haven't fully like just sat there and explained it out in super that's why I'm like, Z's concept of time yeah, travel alone is really good. They, they didn't The really, multiverse thing. They didn't even really have to in Z. They were just like, it's just one line of like, yeah, well, you know, like, you fix that timeline, but yours is... Yeah, it, yeah. Just, it just makes a new reality. Yeah. It's just, I, mul- it's just multiverse theory, and they just leave it at that. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, don't explain it anymore, because you'll, you'll start causing problems. Avengers Endgame literally copied Dragon Ball Z. But that's why their time travel... <laughs> that's why, in my opinion, their time yeah. travel worked fine. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know what? Makes sense for me. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's why I'm like, honestly, I've, I've always been fascinated by the different ways people use time travel. Yeah. It's it's hard because time travel can really, like, kill a story if yeah. you do it wrong. Oh, my God. I can't wait for you to watch The Lake House. Oh, God. Because <laughs> there's something that happens that I was just like, I was turned to Maryland. And I was just like, realistically, that probably killed thousands of people. (laughs) 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 Yeah, like Back to the Future 1 does a good job at it. I like their... Yeah. Back to the Future 1. Yeah. 2 and 3 I still like. They're not very good. Yeah. (laughs) 3 especially. But I think 3 is like campy enough for me to be like, I like it. (laughs) 3 they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They were really like pulling into it like full on. Um, Chrono Trigger is a JRPG. That's one of the most fantastic uses of time travel I've ever seen in a form of storytelling. Damn. All right. I need to Chrono play that Trigger game. is all about time. Yeah, you can you can get it on the Nintendo DS. It came out way long ago, but they had a DS port. It's a classic JRPG. It's yeah. one of my favorites. It's one I've always wanted to play, but now you're telling me how time travel. I'm like, great. This it's th- based all around time travel. This, That's this, the whole like theme of the game. This what's in the brew is about to get pushed a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the the whole plot of Chrono Trigger is some shit happens, and there's this world-ending alien thing in the ground called Lavos that can destroy the world. So as you're playing through the game, you're going to different points in time and like figuring things out and gathering characters. Da 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 da. Um, but there's several different, especially in the DS, there's several different, like, endings to the game. You could, like, go to the point where Lavos first appears in the timeline and try to fight him and kill him then. And if you beat him, that's, like, an ending to the game. Yeah. But there's a different ending to the game where you beat him here. And there's a, as you play, there's different endings. Yeah. There's, okay, I won't spoil it because you want to play it. There's, there's interesting stuff in Chrono Trigger. Um, but yeah, like when it's done right, because Chrono yeah. Trigger is fantastic. 
but when it's done wrong, it can ruin a whole fucking story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a back to Dragon Ball Super and all of that leads back to that. Goku Black and Tournament of Power, I really enjoyed subjectively over, but overall, it was okay. It was it was good. It was solid. It was I fun. think if I had to pick one arc in the original run of the anime for Dragon Ball Super that I think was overall the best, it would be a toss-up between Goku Black and Tournament of Power because the only, like, really bad thing I don't like about Goku Black are, like, those last few endings because all the bullshit that happens. But I don't think Tournament of Power has anything necessarily too egregious. Yeah. There are a lot of, like, um, okay, yeah. I'll accept it. It's just more like, what? Oh, they only lost because you needed someone to lose. Like like that, and then like some power-ups. I'm just like, yo, this is taking taking place in the span of like 40 minutes. Yeah. Are we real? All right, I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> you I, know? I love those. Have you watched the, the all-at-once cuts? Yes. <laughs> they're so where they're great. like, and this is happening here, and this is happening and here. The, the parts where it's like, Five different characters all at once, like, blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, oh my god. And you're like, you know what? That's probably exactly what's happening, though. Yeah. <laughs> but also, the Tournament of Power is the longest arc in Dragon Ball Super, so you're also just like, all this happened in like 40 minutes? Am I really I mean, the entire final battle of Namek happened in like five. I can buy that more with the planet about to explode because you can just say, the show is like slowing down time yeah. for the viewer to see the yeah. fight, but they're actually fighting really fast. You can say that for the tournament of power too. Yeah. But I'm like, there's a lot of power ups, bro. There is a lot and of dialogue. Also a and a lot of dialogue and a lot of moments where like, Oh, I need to recover some energy. So I'm like, if this is sped up, then they're standing there for 10 seconds to recover <laughs> some energy. I, I, I saw this meme once where it was just like, Dragon Ball Super fits hours and hours of content into uh, 40 minutes, and then it was Frieza. I'll ignore that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. No, like, I'll ignore it. Yeah. Because I, with Dragon Ball Super, I'm like, I have such a high suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Like, you have to do something, like, really bad to make me be like, okay, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, Wait with a the minute, end of the Goku, <laughs> With the end of the Goku Black arc, I was just like, this is too many, like, bullshits for me to just sit here and let slide. Yeah. Like, like the whole Vegeta Vegito fusion timer, the whole Vegito fight in general, Trunks' spirit bomb sword, the fucking rage form, the, the erasing of the time. Like, I was like, that's too much that happened in the span of, like, three episodes for me yeah. to accept. You fucking around too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Super, I the Tournament of Power, at least I'm like, well, I mean, it was spread across so many episodes. I'm willing to let a lot more shit go. And it was a lot of fun just being a part fun. of uh, being part of the event. Yeah, you know? like, it was it was everybody fun. Everybody was talking about the tournament. I still power. had a good cuz it was so hyped. Yeah. When that when that poster first got revealed, that promotion of like yeah. Universe 7 and you could see like I was like, "Oh, Krillin's going to be 18. My nigga Gohan's back." Majin Buu, we didn't know he was originally yeah, gonna be yeah. there. Roshi, <laughs> we were yeah, like, that was Roshi's. Here? You and me like spent the whole Android day. Is that Android Seventeen? We we spent the whole day about how we were like Seventeen and Roshi are going to fucking win the tournament, <laughs> and we were half right. <laughs> like, seven, my nigga, Seventeen, Seventeen. <laughs> see, one of the good parts I like about Super, I love Seventeen in the Tournament of Power. He yeah. is one of my favorite characters in the Tournament of Power. He is so fucking raw. 
Like, <laughs> he was like, I pretended to be out and just hit. So that way. <laughs> when Ribrianne and her team were transforming, he fucking blasted them. He was like, why would I let them power up? That doesn't make sense. And everyone got mad at him. They're like, Goku's like, dude, no, let them transform. And Topo was like, you're dishonorable. <laughs> 17 was like, am I the only fucking person here we're with a going, brain? We're going to be erased here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, am I the only person here thinking about, like, this is strategic? Like, 17 was rocking people's shit. <laughs> like, and then he said all the universes. Yeah. And we'll see about what that downfall is eventually. I mean, we still don't know if he they brought back even, like, the ones that, the, the mm. six that they said were erased long ago i think they we don't did. know if they did or not i have a feeling they, they haven't did. brought it up since yeah if they did cool that's gonna be in the next tournament of power <laughs> yeah there might there probably is gonna be at least one more tournament even if it's not a tournament of power but dragon ball tournaments are cool so it'll be like mind. tournaments of the universes or something yeah it'll probably be more of the it'll martial arts tournament less kind of friend- it'll be more friendly yeah also, hashtag stop blaming Goku for the Tournament of Power for the 30,000th time. Yeah. That's they were going to erase the universes regardless. In fact, it's a good thing Goku brought up the tournament because they were just going to erase those universes flat out. Mm-hmm. And then Goku was like, and they're like, oh, a tournament. And it gave one a fighting chance. And through that, 17 made the wish to bring them all back. And that was the right decision because all the universes got brought yep. back. Yup. And they were like, yep, you made a good wish. <laughs> So, it was a good thing Goku did that, and y'all keep blaming him. And we keep, it's keep, it continuously is said that no, they were going to erase those universes regardless, including Universe 7. Yep. They wouldn't have even had a chance, they would have just deleted them. Y'all, if if Goku didn't do what he did, y'all would have just been watching Dragon Ball Super and all of a sudden... He would, have, he would have, like, been clenching himself, and he would have fallen, and it was like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good, and it's... <laughs> Fuck. But, um... <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, you're right. But, um... It's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, he gave them a fighting chance. He would have... They would have been erased. Goku and Zeno were, like, cool, but they weren't that cool. Zeno yeah. would have deleted that nigga. Yeah. It was because they were cool enough that Goku was like, hey, you should do a tournament with all the universes. Zeno was like... That's a good-ass idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. And then the winning universe gets to live. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, Beerus warned him. I'm like, yeah, but Beerus didn't know those universes were going to get erased regardless. He didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you keep blaming this character for a decision that was going to be done anyway. Ah, people just want to be mad at Goku. <laughs> like, there are other things to be mad at Goku about. This is not one yeah, of them. Yeah, there are plenty of things to be mad at Goku about. Boy, go raise your kids, take your wife on a date. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm one, and I'm one of the people that says Goku's a pretty solid dad. Yeah. <laughs> he should spend more time with his He's family. He's a solid dad. He could be a better dad. He could be a better. My favorite thing is Goten and Trunks. I'm always like Goten and or Goten and Gohan like love Goku. Yeah. Like they actively like their dad. It's like, man, he treated Goku such an awful dad. I'm like, but they love Goku. Yeah. Like there's. So- in superhero, he has like a picture of him and Goku from when Gohan was a kid with like the little old like get Aww. up with the Dragon Ball hat on. Like he has a photo of that on his work desk. Aww. He loves his father. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. 
like y'all wanna they're like they're trying so hard to make it seem like gohan actually likes goku maybe he actually likes his dad gee <laughs> i'm sorry that you don't like your father <laughs> but gohan likes his dad <laughs> like, you niggas is odd bro yeah right <laughs> but yeah so this has been a fun i love the dragon ball tanja we weren't gonna talk about shit anyway so i'm glad we yeah. got into that and then so after that, it's Brawly, which I think is the best thing. I'm glad it was a movie. If Super does, when and if Super comes back, they might make it an arc. Hopefully it'll be good. <laughs> like, hopefully, hopefully it has that One Piece Wano arc animation, because it's the, a lot of the animators on that were a lot of the animators on Dragon Ball Super Brawly. So I'm like, hopefully if it has that kind of animation, ooh, it's going to look good. It's going to have some good moments. Personally, for me... If you're gonna make an anime a movie, an anime arc a movie, just fucking move on. I'm, Demon Slayer ruined it for me. I I I think they're gonna make it an arc because they already did with Battle of Godson. I know. They might not though, just because the only reason why I can say they did that was because those movies were labeled Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So they were putting in the super continuity, they whereas didn't... Brawly is already a Dragon Ball super movie. Yeah. But I would not put it past them. Yeah. To be like, we're going to pad some time out before we get to that Moro arc. Yeah. So we're going to put in Brawly first. But I would love when Super came back if they just went straight into the Moro arc. Because I would, I want to see Moro animated just as an excuse to finally get him in some video games. Yeah. Because <laughs> Moro's a cool, it'd be a cool character to have in a game. Cause he's magic, a huh? Big old goat wizard. Yeah. <laughs> just a big old demonic looking goat wizard. It's, and he's a goat. Capricorn. It's Boom. been a while since we've seen actual magic magic in Dragon Ball. And magic is, what? I've always said, magic is hacks in Dragon Ball. Yeah. Like, no matter how strong your key is, some magic can hacks you. Yeah, because like I know, depending on the wizard, I know Boo is technically magic in a sense. Like, well, the well, not Boo. Is, they retconned yeah. him in his own arc to being like this primordial evil, but yeah. it is a magic based it, thing. It Even his name, as Majin Boo. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like because uh, Bibbidi and Bobbidi were yeah, they're, they're, they're wizards, but you don't really <laughs> see much magic out of them. Well, well, well Bobby. You don't see much magic out of Bibbity because yeah. he's dead already. But Bobby <laughs> does his whole like I can teleport people to different places, yeah. like on the spaceship. And yeah, I mind control people with this Majin symbol. Yeah, but you, you don't see it much of like combat. You you just see like, yeah because to progress the plot. because 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 Bobby is not a combatant. Yeah, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Deborah does some magic stuff, like he has like that sword he magically brings. Yeah. Up. Also, Deborah spits on people, though, which I think is the ultimate form of disrespect. So I fuck fucking Deborah. love Deborah, man. <laughs> That's disgusting, bro. I don't give a fuck how strong you are, nigga. I can be a normal human being and you can be a demon. If you spit on my friends... Like, if that nigga spit on Modina, I'd be more upset about the fact that he spit on her than the fact that she turned to stone. I'd be like, did you just spit on my wife? What the fuck? And i just start unloading on this nigga. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? You spit oh. on people? That's how you turn people? You couldn't do anything else. It couldn't be a bean? Yeah. <laughs> Boo doesn't spit on people to turn them into chocolate. Yeah. He has a bean. You spit on people. That's gross. I hate you. <laughs> like, uh, then, that's, some, that's the most fiendish shit I've ever heard. Jaboro will either slash, spit, or breathe. <laughs> Why do two of them involve his mouth? 
I don't understand. He also had a spear. Because he has, he's got some of those big fangy Toriyama mouths. That's what he's. That's why. <laughs> like, let's be real here. He has an evil goatee. He has a spear. He has hot breath. A sword. You, hot breath. You evil know. flame. You know, Deborah was one of Toriyama's drawings that he's had sitting around. He probably because like, he looks like that thing. Like that. I would also love a Dragon Ball Super arc where they touch into the demon realm. Because oh. that's an existent thing, because Deborah yeah. was the king of... The, and it's not a universe. It's a realm within Universe 7, the mm -hmm. demon realm. So it was just like, I would love that they touched into the demon realm. I don't know how much of a threat it could be unless they have something in there stronger than Deborah, because Deborah was the king. Yeah. But I would love more about them. Like, Toa and Mira, like, uh, in, in Xenoverse, uh, Toa's whole thing was, you know, partially revenge for Deborah. Because <laughs> that's his... Uh, Toa is Deborah's sister. Yeah. So, it, it's just one of those things. It's all in the family. Yeah. <laughs> so, Deborah is, is Fu's uncle. So, is, <laughs> is Deborah, is the Demon Realm technically split from, I'm going to use, um, the, the video, some video game version of what it's called, H-E-I-L. Oh, H-F-I-L, <laughs> a.k.a. Hell, yeah. um, is, yeah, it's not the Demon Realm. Yeah, I know. The you, demon you, realm is separate from yeah, that. Yeah, I'm asking, like, do you think they're connected in some way, or is it, like, completely separate? I think it's more of the idea, like, you know how we were talking about Yu Yu Hakusho? Oh, okay. And how there's the Makai, yeah. and then there's, like, the Limbo. Mm -hmm. okay. I think it's, like, that, where, like, d the demon realm will kind of be more so the equivalent to, like, a Makai world. And Limbo is more equivalent to, like, HFIL or Hell or something like that. Um, another quick question, then. The fucking Ort guys in HFIL. Yeah. <laughs> I just well, think of the Dragon Ball Z abridged versions yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, we're here to get you pumped up. Yeah, pumped up. <laughs> uh, where do they fit into all this shit? <laughs> I think it's just there. supposed to be partially based off, like, the ogre mythology. Yeah. Within, like, the, the otherworldly places, like the red ogre and the blue ogre kind of thing. Yeah. I think they're just, you know, supposed to be there in HFIL to okay. help torture. Okay. So that's their job. But Toriyama made them, like, jokes. Yeah, yeah. that's their, like, job. Okay, because I'm trying to figure out, like, Cause there's, like, spirits there, demons there, there's, like, orcs here. There's, like, orcs in, in the, the spirit world of Dragon Ball. See, the spirit yeah. world of Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball and stuff... Is more for Earth at least. Is yeah. more closely related to you, Hakusho, yeah. than Bleach is to you. It is. They based off the same mythology. They have the King similar. Yama. Yeah, King Yama. It's it's doing based off that paperwork paper. sending you into a place based off your yeah. life. I, and I, I like it's that. even the similar concept of like Yusuke getting his life back due to like he wasn't supposed to die, and if you had like better behavior, you could get better rewards. Yeah. Goku was such a good person in life; body. he was able to keep his body, and they even even gave him an opportunity to train with King Kai all that good shit because he was a good person. Whereas Vegeta didn't get his body back because, you know, he was a piece of shit for yeah. most of his life. He had, like, a seven-year span where he didn't really do anything. Yeah. And then he went Majin and killed a whole audience. Yeah, I was about to say, literally 20 minutes before he died, he, like, fucking blew up half a stadium. Two fingers. It's funny because in video games, that move sucks ass. Yeah. In any video game. Even in Xenoverse 2, it's fucking god-awful. It's not good. And every time when they add, like, they, like, patch something for it, and everyone reads it, it's like, now it's just worse. Why would you do <laughs> One of my favorite Vegeta moves in video games is in Raging Blast 2 using uh, fucking dirty fireworks. I was going to say dirty fireworks. <laughs> just every time. I love spamming that on our friend, 
Uh, nice fireworks. Yeah. I love spamming that on our friend, uh, Mr. Love, because he would get oh. so pissed off. <laughs> nice fireworks. He would stop. And then I just charge, hit him, hit him. Lovely fireworks. <laughs> nice fireworks. I was about to say, picture Kuwabara saying, <laughs> <laughs> Nice fireworks. <laughs> You're a messy. Did you see the fireworks? Did you see the fireworks? You're a messy. You know who saw it? Mama! <laughs> Muscle Man Kuwabara. <laughs> But yeah, like, no, I was going to say that. They they have uh, dirty fireworks in Xenoverse 2. Oh, that's dope. It's called, like, Flash Strike or something like that. But it's it's dirty fireworks. Yeah, it's dirty fireworks. It's like a super attack. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> Nappa doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> well, no, he didn't even do dirty fireworks on Nappa. He, like, fucking, like, just threw him up in the air and shot, like, oh, a yeah. wave of his energy, like, flexing. He did dirty fireworks on Queen. That's right. Forgot about yeah, Queen. everyone does. <laughs> Queen is in like Raging Blast two, and that's it. I think I used him because I had that team of like his move Chaozu, was like Queen, yeah, the his... the French guy from Cooler, oh, <laughs> like fucking Saza. Yeah, I was just like, let me pick all the. I had fucking Cooler's almost squad. <laughs> I had I had Tarble on my team of five. Oh people, god! But what it, a well, fucking joke! But like the funny thing is, Tarble had like a bunch of like staple moves. Yeah, he had like full power energy wave, the blast volley, yeah, damage, and like a power up. Yeah. And then his ultimate, he would hit you with a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, oh, like a lot of the characters I picked were just a lot of those kind of moves. Mm -hmm. So I mastered them. <laughs> yeah, the basic, the basic moves. An after image behind you and fucking energy volley. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, Queen's Queen's move would be like, ah, Lord Frieza, <laughs> and they would turn and be like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And I oh that move is so funny. Yeah. I, I kinda like the only reason why I like Kui in, in like Xenoverse is just for the fact I'm like, I kinda want my creative character to have that move. <laughs> like I'm not, it could be like a counter move. It yeah. could be like you're like, ah, Lord Freeze, and if they swing while you're doing that, you turn around and look, and then he fucking hits you and blasts you. Yeah. <laughs> they could easily make that a move in Xenoverse. That'd be funny as fuck. It would. <laughs> I, I would be like, dude, I'm spamming this online. I don't care how unsuccessful it is. The fact that if I could get it off once, I'm satisfied. <laughs> ah, Lord Frieza! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The thing that annoyed me about that too is because at that point Vegeta could sense power levels. Nigga, you would have sensed Frieza. Frieza's power level was like 250,000 in his first form. Yeah, but in that stage of Dragon Ball Z, he was still gagging it. No, not 250,000. 500,000. Yeah. Yeah, there was still a lot of gags. And I, maybe it's just like, you know, the heat of the moment kind of thing. Yeah. Because he just started to be able to feel like he had just recuperated from the tank after getting beat the fuck up on Earth. <laughs> fucking crawled to the ship to go heal. I wonder if... Okay, so yeah. So we have Brawly, we have Moro. Uh, Brawly is cool. It's just it's just a cool-ass movie. It was just like, here's the plot. Here's, what, here's the background of the Sands. So we have the background of Brawly. Here's Goku and Vegeta. Here's Brawly, here's Frieza, Dragon Balls, they meet in the icy place, fight, and that's the rest of the movie. And I'm just like, that's all I needed. And then Gogeta shows up, and it's fucking dope. <laughs> um, Moral's cool. I, I think it suffers kind of like similarly to like um, Goku Black, where it starts off really strong, and as you're getting towards the end, it's kind of like, eh, 
eh. But I think more so because since it's monthly, you're getting hit with like a chapter that you're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay, well, that was cool. I don't know. Vegeta has cool moments, but you know, Vegeta still gets hoed because he's Vegeta. Yeah. Because Marl has to power up some more. Uh, but Vegeta's moment's really cool. And then Granola, I talk about that. But leading up to all of this, Frieza shows up. Spoilers! I already talked about him. But, um, Frieza pulls up. Fucking destroys gas. Absolutely fucking obliterates him. Destroys Elect. <laughs> uh, and Goku and Vegeta are like, dude, how the fuck are you so strong? Frieza has, was out of, not in this universe. So when Granola and Gas made their wishes to be strongest, well, Elect made the wish for Gas, but for the strongest in the universe, Frieza was not present, so it didn't really count for him. Frieza was apparently in another realm. He apparently found, uh, either in another universe or maybe in their universe, and he just found another place, uh, a, a, a room similar to the hyperbolic time chamber. The way he described it, it sounded very similar to the hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah. But... The hyperbolic time chamber, usually they say you can't really be in there for more than, like, I think it's, like, three days. Because you start to go mad. Because it's, like, three years in there. He was in there for ten days, so he was in there for ten years. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, motherfucker's insane and spent, like, decades, like, tie like tied up, like, getting sung to by, like, animals and yeah, shit. Yeah, he was like, in hell. And he mental image trained himself killing Goku over and over in a master gold form in there. So if anyone was going to do it, it was going to be Frieza. Yeah. Yeah. So. Frieza came out a fellow. <laughs> yes. Frieza has, a, <laughs> has ascended to a new form. And I love the fact that this is his new powerful form because it's not gold. It's black. It's black Frieza. Bro. bro we're Ebony gonna, Frieza. We're, gonna, we're, about to get, we're about to get Gohan Blanco versus Frieza Negro. <laughs> African American Frieza showed up, y'all. And he fucking... <laughs> Dude, Gabe said the funniest shit to me today. He was yeah, like, so, since Freeze is black now, is he still going to be allowed to say monkey? <laughs> it was funny. I was thinking that earlier. And I was like, was he ever really allowed to? I was, I was going uh, to mention, like, earlier to you off podcast, but I'll say it on podcast. I was like, they, they need to make a meme of, like, Vision. But it's uh, Frieza's face, and he's like, maybe I am a filthy ape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love the fact that he turns... Because, all jokes aside, the fact that he turns black shows that it's... It, whenever he shows up, if it's going to be next arc or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a darker tone to it. Because mm -hmm. not only is he drastically more powerful, because he one-shots Ultra uh, Ego Vegeta and Ultra Instinct Goku uh, at the same time. Like, they rush him. At, at their powered up state and he just socks them both in the stomach and they're done so so he's clearly stronger than both of them they yeah. have no fucking chance and it's not even like individually it's like together at the same time they yeah. rushed him and and it was like nothing it wasn't even like oh we're gonna rush gas at the same time and they kind of were like fighting him back and forth for a minute Freeze just beat them it was done and then he was like alright I'm gonna leave now I got shit to do so Frieza has plans, I guess. Maybe, in a sense, he's like, I'll fight you later when yeah. you guys are, like, recovered. And I can see that being a part of Frieza's character now, where he's not really a good guy, but he kind of has a little more, like, 
yeah. sense of like honor. It's like, oh, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat your ass at your best. Yeah. I want to show that I'm superior. And it's not like he's he's suffering the same mistakes as like with the Golden Frieza form, or like in Revival of F, his downfall was like Golden Frieza was stronger as a form than Super Saiyan Blue, but he never mastered it. He got the Golden form, and he was like. Let's go to Earth. I'm about to flex on these yeah. monkeys. Like, realize- and whereas Goku and Vegeta, their blue forms weren't as strong, but they trained in them so long they could maintain the form. Yeah. So Frieza was getting weaker the longer he stayed in the form, whereas Goku and Vegeta were like, we're fine. Like, I'm sure Frieza came out of the, the 10 years that he spent in this fucking room and was just like, probably immediately strolled over, did that and was like, oh shit. All right, yeah, you guys get good. Um, then we'll do this again. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, like clearly, I got t- this. He had to. And it, I always talk about how I hate the four months. Everyone hates the fact that Frieza was able to train four months to get to like godly levels of power. It's not the idea that like, oh, Frieza's never trained. I can believe that. I can buy that Frieza in his life never trained because he's such a cocky character. He was just born that strong. Yeah. As he, his full power on Namek, that's how he was born. That yeah. was his power level at birth. So, of course, he's never trained. It's like, who gonna check him? Like, no one can check him. So, (laughs) it was just like, why would I train? So, then he trains. I like that idea. The problem with Revival of F is he trained for four months. People were like, at least, like, a year. Like, at least a year. Like, a year, it's still kind of like, damn, he only trained for a year. Yeah, but also, (laughs) it's like, damn, all this in a year? (laughs) Yeah, like, it'd still be more believable than, like, I trained for four months, and look how strong I am. Mm -hmm. But his downfall was the fact that he came too early. But now, he's... Yeah. (laughs) But we know Frieza has this talent for raising his potential very quickly. Yeah. Because he was in hell in a cocoon and did mental image training. This is after Revival of F2. This is before Revival F, after Revival F. This is just his life in hell. Uh, he's in a cocoon, hanging from a tree in a grassy field. This is his personal hell. And, like, fairies and stuffed bears dance around the tree and sing songs and for all eternity. And that's just freezes hell. That's why I like hell and Z and Toriyama's vision rather than, like, the HFIL concept. Yeah. Because it's just, like, Toriyama's like, hell is this. You get your own personal hell. <laughs> and I'm just like... And I love Freeze's personal hell because it's, like... Yeah, that'd be it. He's disgusted by anything good and nice. The only thing that I love more than that is uh, what they did with Deborah. Where it's just like... Oh, oh he's super nice in, in the afterlife. Yeah, because they're he's like... He's actually a good person. They were like, hell would have been too... He would have enjoyed that, so we sent him to heaven. heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would have dug it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he did mental image training in hell and perfected his golden form. Not even physically training, just mental image training. And what did he mental image training of? Just killing Goku. All he thought about was like all the ways he could kill Goku. And he was, he, and then it was called Perfect Golden Frieza. And we know it was so strong that at that point, uh, this is Super Saiyan Blue Goku post Goku Black. So he's very powerful at this point, even with the Super Saiyan Blue form. Not counting Kaioken, just base Super Saiyan Blue. Perfect Golden Frieza was evenly matched with that. They rushed each other full force and laid each other out. So we know he got drastically more powerful from that. And that was just him mentally training. So now he was full freedom to train for 10 years. (laughs) 
<laughs> Nigga. That's I don't know how they're beating this man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't really know what they're going to do. I hope it's written well. But I'm excited for, like, a new Frieza arc that just feels really dark and heavy. But I wonder how they're going to execute it. Because it's not like, okay, so Frieza can show up, but I... They can't just do it with them only fighting Frieza. Like, everyone just taking turns fighting Frieza. Like, I would like if he had some, like, a crew. But who's really going to be his crew? Yeah. There there are some people that could come into play. There's a character from the Granola arc. It was, like, an android called 7-3. He's still technically in play. We thought he might show up in the Granola arc. He didn't. But maybe they're saving him for this Black Frieza arc. Yeah. Maybe he'll show up then. He was actually kind of a threat. He took a little time to take down. Um, so we'll we'll see. Because seven three, he would grab like the back of your neck or something like that, mm -hmm. and he could like essentially copy your fighting style and all your techniques. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and the reason why Moral got so strong is because he he like ate. <laughs> So he's, so he's like the combination of a taskmaster, but with like a reverse the giver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and he had like he would have like this crystal on his forehead, and so when he drained you, you would see the image of yourself, and then he could use your move. Like he did it on Piccolo, he could do like special beam cannon. Oh, that's dope. Like that. Yeah, it was cool. He was like a threat. Like, but he was one of Moro's lackeys, and the reason why Moro powered up. And got into like that true state of that more powered up state. It's because he ate seven three, like fucking unhinged jaw ate seven three. God, I he was like, come Dragon on, Ball. nigga. <laughs> I fucking, I fucking love Dragon Ball for that shit. It's stupid, like, but I yeah, it's like, just like when you said how how are they gonna beat Frieza? I was trying to remember if the hyperbolic time chamber is still usable because I was like they can throw him in there and lock him up. But, and I was like, but I remember when they tried that with Boo. Boo, he fucking Boo screamed he, so loud, he tore a hole in space time. Man was like, you mean I can't have cookies no more? And fucking screamed. No! <laughs> tore a hole in space time which, and was like, I'm gonna leave now. Which, to this day, <laughs> is actually my favorite part of the Boo saga. Because that shit was so like, holy yeah, fuck. You, you thought that whole, that whole situation was wild. Because it's like, they go into the time chamber... They're fighting Boo. Gotenks like, looks like it, he beats him. He killed Bulma like right before or right after that. Yeah, he he kills Chi Chi before oh, he Chi -Chi. goes in. That's right. He, he turns because Chi Chi slaps him because they thought Gohan was dead. Yeah. And then he turns her into eggs and steps on her. And that shit was honestly fucked up because Goten had to watch that. Mm -hmm. And and Goten was like, "Nah, I'm about to fuck this nigga yeah. up right now." Yeah. That was like, <laughs> and they're like, "Whoa, no, 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 no." <laughs> you got you got a fuse first, boy. But that was fucked up because yeah. like watching your mom get turned it. Like I don't care how you feel about Chi Chi. That was that boy's mother. I got mad love for Chi Chi. I do. Chi Chi yeah. Chi Chi means well at the end of the day, regardless of her methods. Yeah. But um, I'm sorry that you guys don't like her because she wants her children to be safe. Yes. And smart. I get it. It's like, come on, the fate of the world and the universe is at stake. But I get it. At the end of the day, she's a mom. Yeah. And that's your child. She she watched Goku And your idiot of a, of a husband is doing all this wild shit. Like, she's not a perfect character, but I get it. Yeah. In the context of Dragon Ball. Yeah. But yeah, right before, it's before they go in the train to fight Boo. And Goten, Goten and Trunks were being slick, and they wanted to surprise Boo 
by turning Super Saiyan 3 because they could fuse and do it. That's what they trained for. Piccolo didn't know that. So they go on to fight Boo. It looks like they beat Boo. Uh, they they blast Boo apart, and then they start, like, vaporizing the remains with, like, beams. Yeah. And I don't think people remember this. They start vaporizing... Because I, re I read the manga when I was reading this part of the story. Uh, the steam from the vaporized Boo remains just reforms Boo. Yeah. And Piccolo, the way Piccolo states it is, they shouldn't have used, like kind of like that the laser beam kind of thing they should have just key blast blew him up yeah because then there wouldn't have been like vapor left <laughs> apparently it makes sense and i was just like fuck that sucks because yeah. he just reforms and then piccolo's like well fuck that fusion's not gonna last forever they're not gonna have enough time to pull that off again so piccolo's just like fuck all that and he yeah. destroys the door to the time chamber and he's like we'll just be stuck in here forever and you'll never get out which is a noble thing of Piccolo to do. Yeah. I, I kind of... With, with his two children pi trainees. Yeah. <laughs> Piccolo... Yeah, that sucks. He could have been like, boys, get the fuck out of here that real sucks quick. sucks for the two eight-year-olds. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I get it. Like, I would have done was, the same. That was kind of a noble thing for Piccolo to do because thinking of Piccolo's character, you know, from Dragon Ball, the DVD mm -hmm. King, just growth now. It's just like, you're yeah. a good person now, yeah. Piccolo, and I like that. And then Boo was... And then, like, okay, chocolate... <laughs> no, no cookies. And Boo fucking ripped a hole in space time with his voice. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta. This make is it... Dragon Ball Z levels of power. <laughs> we got, we gotta do a cut of that scene, but instead of Boo, it's the Cookie Monster. <laughs> no. no! <laughs> it's just like you have to think this is scaling in like Dragon Ball Z. Super Boo, base Super Boo, not absorbing Gotenks, Piccolo, or Go Gohan was strong enough to rip holes in space-time with his voice. Yeah. He fucking leaves. They're like, oh, what do we do? And Gotenks is like, dude, what the fuck did you do that for? I, I had him. And he turns Super Saiyan 3. He was like, I was going to surprise him because Gotenks was acting like, oh, I can't beat you. He was, he's a kid. He's yeah. he's trying to be cute. And I was like, oh, god damn it. And then, so Gotenks rips a hole through space-time. Super Saiyan 3, Gotenks... In the Boo Saga could rip holes through space-time. And Super, they're stronger than that. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the time they come out, Boo has already killed everyone on the lookout. Except Dende. We find out later, Popo threw Dende off so Dende could survive. I fucking love Popo. Because they're like, if you, if you die, we don't have Dragon Balls. Yeah. Go. I fucking love <laughs> Popo for that shit. Yeah. I love Popo in general. I was like, Popo is one of my favorite characters in Dragon Ball. You did the damn thing, Popo. Good job. Yeah. And they try to fight. Krillin tried to fight. I, I give Krillin his props. He knew he had no chance, but he was like, I gotta protect my family. Mm -hmm. Fucking immediately turned into chocolate. 18 and Marin immediately turned into chocolate. I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah. Like, Boo just turns them in the candy and eats them. It's like, on it paper, that's such, ridiculous. It's such <laughs> a stupid, like, yeah, on paper, but, like, when you think of it as a whole, it's like, dude, the only people left on Earth are Boo, Goten Trunks, Piccolo, Dende, Hercule, and the dog. And a bunch of civilians. <laughs> no, they're all dead. Oh, yeah, he killed Remember, everybody. He everybody. killed everyone on Earth. That's right. Except everyone on the lookout, and then he didn't kill Hercule because Majin Buu inside. Yeah. And so the dog That's lived, right. too. I thought everybody died when he blew up the planet. No, no, no. Yeah. That's when, like, yeah. the remainder of people died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, Buu already was like, I'm a vaporizer, which is also a savage fucking moment. Because he just stands over to look out, raises his hand, 
blast encompass the world and he kills everyone. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, what are they going to do? It's such a hopeless situation. <laughs> like, it, but it's so stupid because Boo is turning people into chocolate and ripping holes in space time because he can't have cookies. <laughs> and it was like they were kind of evenly matched with Boo, and it looked like Gotenks might have been able to have like a finishing move, but the timer runs out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's ridiculous shit like that that I love about Dragon Ball, yeah. Gotenks' so, only flaw is that he fucks around too much. Well, yeah, because yeah. he's an eight-year-old. I know, it's, it, that's what's so great about Dragon Ball's writing and that. Is, it's funny because in Superhero, you would think like, okay, we'll have a better Gotenks because they're older now, but they haven't really like fused consistently in so long that they turn in like fat Gotenks. So, so they, they aren't much help during that final battle because they're fat Gotenks. That's great. <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm excited for Black Frieza. We're taking a they're taking a one month break, so they'll be back uh, in November, October, October. They're taking September off and they'll be back in October. So it looks like we'll be going straight into like a Black Frieza. And we have a lot of questions, but that was cool. I still yes, I still have my gripes about the granola arc. Even with that ending, but that's still a cool ending just to have, like... Because Granola wanted to kill Frieza, and that's why he made that wish, too. Ultimately, in the end, he wanted to kill Frieza, too. All this means is that they have probably the second greatest fighter in the universe at this moment on the team of the Z Fighters. What, Granola? Mm -hmm. No. Oh. He's not. He, it, I don't think he's going to be involved. Oh. Granola's just chilling now. Damn. <laughs> I was I was sitting here thinking that they were building a fucking repertoire of Nah, of, dude, it's Dragon Ball. Z we haven't Brawly hasn't done anything since Dragon Ball Super Brawly. Uh, man, how He doesn't do anything in Moro and in Dragon Ball Super Superhero, he's on Beerus's planet watching Goku and Vegeta train because they're they're trying to help him train to control his anger. Yeah. So he's observing the fight with Goku and Vegeta. I, I think it would be cool if in uh, the Frieza Negro arc uh, he shows up Frieza with an Negro. army and Goku Black and Frieza Negro. And he shows up <laughs> with an army of motherfuckers and Goku's like, "Oh, I need a team." Gets uh, Granola, gets Brawly, goes goes and gets Jiren. <laughs> like, yeah, I can see Jiren coming back. Maybe Hit too. Yeah, Hit. Hit's cool, man. Hit's just a cool character. Yeah. <laughs> Stop wasting my time. Oh, I get it because you skip time. <laughs> <laughs> Stop wasting my time. Please hit. Stop. Stop wasting my time. <laughs> Stop spamming it. Stop time. wasting my time. Time to make the donuts. <laughs> I love that line in Xenoverse too. I love because no one gets the reference because that's such an old reference. Yeah. I remember I was playing Xenoverse too. I it was still when I lived with my mom, so I had, I shared a room with my brother. And uh, I was playing Xenoverse 2, just dicking around in some matches. And I picked Hit, and he says the line. He's like, time to make the donuts. My mom was like, did he really just say that? <laughs> Do people get what that means? But I love how he says that. Yeah. Because his job, he's a hitman. So yeah. he gets up every morning. He's like, time to make the donuts. Time to get this shit done. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's on his grind. Like, I, I like... With the in a, in a, in a day and age where let's get this bread is such a fucking cultural like staple, how do they not get time to make the donuts? It's yeah. literally the same fucking thing. It really is because <laughs> the baker gets up early to go make the donuts. Yeah, yeah. Because I wake up 
Every morning at the big time to get this bread. Let's get this bread. I wake up every morning. I'm like, time to sell some hoodies. Eyes <laughs> like, bloodshot. <laughs> just fourth cup of coffee. You're just like. Ah. <laughs> we went on about Dragon Ball for a bit. I don't mind. I don't mind either. We didn't have anything to talk about. Yeah. So I don't even think we have a post show. No, I think we're just gonna do the last stuff and just end it. Yeah. I think that's fine. I think that's lovely for this week. We're yeah. tired. Yeah. We're getting adjusted to do stuff. Uh, it, it might be harder for us to do bonus stuff just because we're doing other things. And plus, uh, the wedding for me is drawing ever closer. Mm-hmm. So I need to be more focused on wedding stuff. Oh, dude. In a couple weeks, it's... Oh, no, not you, Siri. In a couple weeks, it starts my fucking... Uh, no, not you, Siri. Shut up. But in, in a couple weeks, it starts up... Um, I was seeing if it would happen again. It, it starts up my trek of weddings. <laughs> and the wedding adventure. Yeah. I'm so excited that yours is at the end because I'm just like, cool. The grand finale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to... I think it's going to be after our wedding or maybe before. But I'm going to Modina's... Um, I think it's her uncle. Mm. Her uncle's getting married. But we're taking a train down to the, to the oh. East Coast. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, it's going to be a cool little ride. Because I'm terrified of getting in a plane because I've never been on one. Oh, yeah. But Modina, who's been on flights because, you know, her family's in the East Coast. Yeah. She doesn't like flights. <laughs> so she's like, we'll take the train. And I'm like, I think that's cool. It I think that would cool. be a cool little adventure. Yeah. I'm going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll play Stand Proud on the way there, and then on the way back, I'll play Last Train. Um, as long as, <laughs> as long as whenever there's a stop, if it's a desert, I need um, you know, I need you to have a Polaroid, just fucking toss it in yeah. the sand. <laughs> when you first watch- When we watched part three, when I watched it with Modina, and that started playing, she was like, is that Last Train home? She, knew the, she knows yeah. the song. Yeah. So she's just like, what the fuck? Where she was just like, are, are people going to die? Yeah, I was like, yeah, get ready, because not everybody's getting on that last train home. <laughs> She's so excited for part six. We're, we're, we, we, we're like, I think I said it last time, we're like a third into the way of part uh, five. Okay. We just finished the... Um... The train fight? No, no, no. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> not yet, not yet. We just finished the um, Narancha versus uh, Formaggio. Okay. The, yeah, when they were when when they do the last standoff in the fire. Yeah. Yeah, we just finished that. So we started uh, the man in the mirror with with Fugo. She saw the part where uh, Fugo <laughs> slammed the f- yeah, fuck Fugo. Oh, excuse me. Where Fugo slammed that fucking pervy professor with the book. Yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, Fugo. That's the only time I get Fugo credit. <laughs> because fuck all that. That was weird. Fuck you, nigga. Yeah. I think um, Jose was telling me that scene was added to the anime. Really? To add a little more character to Fugo. I, I appreciate that they did that. Yeah, I appreciate it too. It adds a little more to like Fugo's like backstory and reasoning to why how he is. Yeah. It, it's nice that they added that, but it's funny that they added that to a character that's just going to be taken out in like It's funny episodes. that they added that, but they haven't done Purple Haze Distortion. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for like a Purple Haze Distortion special. I, w- I would love that just to be like, Just yeah, so he Fugo. can have his little redemption arc. Yeah. Because they did the they I I believe the scene too where um Narancha like dies and they have like the sim- symbolism of like what is it the bird flying overhead yeah 
and Fugo's walking down an alley and he sees the bird. Mm -hmm. Like, that's added to the anime, too. I, I believe that's not in the manga, either. Okay. It's just to show, because, you know, Fugo and, and Naranjo were close. Yeah. So, it'd be cool, like, let's say if they did adapt um, Purple Haze Distortion, it'd be cool if, like, the first scene of Purple Haze Distortion is, is the that. bird, yeah. He sees the bird and he kind of just, like, knows. And then, like, you know, they just do Purple Haze Distortion. Purple Haze Distortion yeah. goes. But I like that they added that. I thought that was cool. Like, it was just like, aww. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that Fugo thing is weird. And if, like, you don't know the, the backstory behind, like, the manga and, like, why that happens in the anime, you're like, people are still lost to this day of this. So, like, they just wrote Fugo off. <laughs> like, Knowing the story, When I'm you know okay. the backstory, you get it. Yeah. It, it sucks, but you get it. Yeah. And also Purple Haze Distortion. So hopefully they adapt that. It's weird because they have that in games too. I believe that's going to be a thing he can do in All Star Battle, the whole purple haze distortion stuff. Okay. So it's just like, it's weird that that hasn't been adapted into the anime yet. Yeah. But that'll be cool if they do. So one of these days. But yeah, she's excited to get to part six because you know, she's doing it for the girls. And I'm just like, yeah, you'll you'll like part six. Part six is cool. By the time we get there, too, like, the second batch of episodes will be out. So I'm like, yeah. at least you won't have to wait a year for, like, 12 more episodes. You only have to wait one more year for the last 12 episodes. <laughs> Breakdown. <laughs> Don't stop eating. Don't stop Don't eating. eating. Don't, Don't stop eating your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great opening. I wonder what the second opening is going to be. Because we know it's going to be different. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, the opening and the ending. The I'm ending is going to be different too? I, I, Well, I'm thinking it might be. I, I, I feel like it You won't. think they'll do it like how they did part four, which yeah. is the same ending? Yeah. I can see that being a thing. Because uh, I've noticed when it's like two openings, the ending changes. But with part four having three openings. Oh, yeah, because yeah, cause it's definitely going to have a third batch of episodes. There's yeah. no way they're going to finish the story in, oh, in 12 episodes. Not. And I, even though I had different picks for what I would want part six's ending to be, I think what they have, Distant Dreamer works so fucking well. Yeah. No, especially when we get to the end. Yeah. God. Oh, I God. can't wait for like I'm to... Not, I, could, I, could, I could picture that playing in the last, last part part six right yeah like the, the, the closing to it where everything happens and like it does like the whole like ending to you know how they do like fin finisher yeah. at the end like if that plays i will cry like yeah like, i will fucking cry i mean like that was fucked because that closes that timeline off. yeah so you're just like oh, god <laughs> i would i would fucking be in tears i'd be bawling i'd be like Yo, that was beautiful, bro. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. If it ain't Disney, this, if it ain't Mickey, that shit not Disney, bro. What did I, what did I tell you? What? So what? Oh, here you have the. I, oh, think no, I, saw, I remember I said they're probably gonna change it to if this ain't LeBron James from Space Jam 2022. This the shit ain't Warner Brothers Studios. <laughs> if see, you know it'd be funny. I, I wouldn't want it to happen, but if Disney Plus brought the bought the rights to JoJo's, they'd probably keep that line. <laughs> oh, yeah, they would. That would be hilarious. <laughs> just 
Like, low-key, just for the sake of having that line. Yeah. If this ain't Mickey, this shit ain't Disney. I fucking love that line. It was just like, Araki, why? But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for having that line, but why the fuck is this line in this There's book? There's so many lines in JoJo that are just like... Oh, yeah. You're just like... <laughs> but we can go tit for tat on that. Kyle, you have some music. Yes, let's close out. Let's close out. Thank you for the segue. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> we, we will keep going. We will keep going forever, but let's close Usually it out. Usually I let you segue, but when I segue, it's because I'm just like, this is never going to end. No, it's never going <laughs> to stop. That's what we love here at the 40 Ounce Fridays podcast. So to close out, uh, I want to talk about two albums, two albums that recently came out. Uh, album number one, it came out August 12th. I've been talking about it. I've been hyping it up. I've been excited. Black Thought and Danger Mouse's Cheat Codes. Um... What can I say about it? 12 tracks. Uh, this isn't a review. This is just my overall, my, my general thoughts going through really quick. Because I want to get to the other one because this one came out way more recently. But just to go um, over Cheat Codes, I'll probably do a few full review later. Cheat Codes is good. Cheat Codes is very good. Yeah, I was I was impressed with the songs you showed yeah, me. Yeah, I showed you two songs. Yeah. Um, it's 12 tracks. The songs aren't super long. They're very quick, very straight to the point. It's just rapping. It's just hip-hop. It's just like an embodiment of hip-hop in a body. That's what I would describe it as. The whole album is very chill. Uh, you go through, it's very smooth, and it's very less like... You're just... The beats are meant to be like, yeah, I like this beat. And yeah. you just like listening and vibing to it. And then the lyrics just ride on those. So yeah. you're just listening to the bars being set. And that's the main impact of it. There's not like... I don't think... I personally don't think there's an overall theme. I think it's just like, this is just rapping, bro. Yeah. And it's in its purish form. And Black Thought does such a good, like I said, Black Thought is one of the goats. He's my favorite rapper of all time, hands down. It's it's one of those. It seems like it's one of those albums where like usually when artists do this, it doesn't land. Where they rap for the sake of rapping. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have good bars. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe they can write, like, a concept or a theme because they have, like, a story to tell. Yeah. But in terms of, like, actual skill, they can't really, like, rap rap. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, if you could tell a story within your yeah. music, that's great. Exactly. I love that shit, too. I love concept but when, but when those artists try to rap for the sake of rapping, mm-hmm. it just doesn't end up and it, and landing. It, yeah, and it just shows that Black Thought is an actual yeah. MC. He's been doing this for decades. Yeah. He can just spit some bars. He can just... And he could tell you a story. Yeah. And spit some bars, and it doesn't really have to link up to anything like, else. I, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but um, those songs you were showing me, I was like, yeah. there's a couple of bars that I was just like, huh. Yeah, like, clever. You're just like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, he, uh, I forget I forget what the song is called. I'm going to look it up really quick. But he says, like, something, something from Buddha to Dalai Lama. To, and you're just yeah. like, god damn, dude. <laughs> like, like he, it, it's right. really cool. Oh no 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 no! Don't play the song. He's like, I killed killed birds with one stone. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I, I liked that because it was like, the implication is like not two birds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Because. Yeah. So because is the first song I showed you. It featured uh, Joey Badass, Russ. <laughs> the you know Russ. Russ did a okay job. I think Black Thought uh, and Danger Mouse kind of like 
pulled like the best out of Rust to do it, which is cool because you know, good artists pull the best out of other artists. Yeah. Like with um, I would say like with uh, when J Cole did that song a lot with uh, Twenty One Savage. I was about to say Twenty One Savage. <laughs> yeah. Also, Twenty One Savage overall just become a much better artist, and I actually really like unironically enjoy a lot of Twenty One Savage's more recent music. It's I I feel like it's because he featured a bunch, and he probably learned. Cause Tony Savage can actually rap too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'll be listening, I'll be like, this nigga's spitting. Like from the <laughs> beginning, he's had a flow. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, always, he had, always a had a flow. But I feel like he puts more energy into his work, even though he still kind of has that like monotonous voice, that yeah. more serious voice. And like, like the shit he'd be saying and some of, I'll be like, damn, that was clever. I like that. Like, like going back to his original stuff, like just like I got one, two, three, three four, five, six, six, seven, eight, eight M's in my, my bank account, account. in my bank account. In my bank account, in my bank account. <laughs> it like the flow is if like if you hear a rap like dun 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 it's a good flow, but it's just like this motherfucker just keeps saying my bank account, counting and then saying bank account. Yeah, but you you have Twenty One Savage when he writes some stuff down like it doesn't even have to be serious. Like Twenty One Savage can just write some write a verse and be like. That was a cool verse. I actually really like that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love when like artists can bring out the best in other artists. Yeah. But yeah, that one featured Joey Bat. Joey Batas, of course, released the album 2000. Love the album 2000. So there was that. My favorite song off the album, though, is the second song I showed you, Ryan. It was called Strangers uh, with that cool little video, too, of them like rapping yeah. and they're recording themselves on their like phones. Yeah. Brought to you by iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was Black Thought, and it featured ASAP Rocky. I would have never thought ASAP Rocky would feature yeah, a song was... with Black Thought. That surprised me, but in a good way. Yeah, no, because I like ASAP Rocky, and I think ASAP Rocky is a good artist. But just to be like, ASAP Rocky and Black Thought, that's crazy. So it had ASAP Rocky on it, and it had, you know, Killer Mike and LP from Run the Jewels. Well, that was already cool, because yeah. I love Killer Mike, and I love LP. I love the LP right rapper. I know people have their things about that, but LP has put in the work. LP has been in the game for, like, decades as well. Yeah. He's been in the underground scene for a long time, too. So, like, if you if you know a lot of his older stuff from the days of, like, like just old school kind of, like, basement tapes and stuff, LP has put in the work to be within the culture. Yeah. And LP can rap. So... <laughs> people need to get over white rappers, honestly. Yeah. I mean, if they feel like they're actually for the craft, and you yeah. can tell about that vibe. Yeah. My mom and I have talked about this, too, because my mom's not, like... A huge fan of white rappers because you know hip hop is like yeah created well, yeah. for like a black space yes yeah, exactly and my mom was around my mom's been around from the beginning my mom's a big hip hop head so but she can appreciate when someone's actually for the craft regardless yeah. of the race you you can kind of tell you can kind of like, feel that vibe of like this person is doing it because they're really down for the work yeah yeah and they're having fun doing it yes exactly like you like you might you get some white rappers who think that they're trying to be woke and they're edgy and they're kind of screaming into the thing like the one yeah. guy you showed me like fuck that the woke guy oh um um, 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 um tom mcdonald yeah yeah no fuck that shit the dude that's controversial to be controversial yeah like if you're trying to be a white rapper because you feel like you have something to say and other people have to have to hear it the only way you can express that is through rap fuck you go go home if you're a white rapper who's just like, I'm gonna sample a fucking 80s song and then just talk about how I'm banging bitches, fuck it! <laughs> like, that's fun! Shout out to my nigga G Easy. No, I'm just <laughs> playing. I don't fucking support G Easy. What about Young like Gravy? G 
Nah, I don't really like Young Gravy. I'm okay with it. I feel I he's whatever to me, but I feel like what a joke. Yeah, like, well, that's, that's his point though. That is his point, but I'm just like ah, I don't really, I don't really give a fuck about you, my guy. Yeah, I don't hate him. I'm not going bad mouth him, but I'm really like I don't really care. I I just remember uh, his song Mr. Clean, and I liking that one. I'm not a, I'm not a Mr. Clean. I think is a funny song. Yeah, yeah. But I, of his recent sample of Never Gonna Give You Up, I'm like that song. It sounds good. And I'm sure people like it. I don't care much for it, but, but I, it, I was nice to see Young Gravy pop up again. Funny thing, since you said about Never Gonna Give You Up. Oh, yeah. Quick. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of Rick Astley, um, Modena heard like a more recent song from him. She's like, wow, this is good. I was like, yeah, Ryan and I talk about him a lot, actually. Yeah. He's like he's like a legit good musician. Yeah. Like, Did you like, show all those acoustic covers? No, I haven't yet, but I was just talking. And I was like, like, legit, like outside of the meme, like he's a good musician uh, all of you guys <laughs> pause this right now go to youtube type in rick astley ain't no sunshine prepare to cry yeah he's yeah. like <laughs> actually super talented and i love his work <laughs> yeah but yeah so so uh because and strangers is really good but the album overall is really great too it's a quick listen like i said it's 12 tracks the songs aren't that long the longest song is the longest song is strangers oh no mm. it's because it's four. It's almost five minutes. Strangers is like four minutes, but like the average song will be about like three minutes. It's just cool bars. If you really just sit down, take a moment to relax for the day, yeah. put your headphones on and just listen, you're gonna vibe. You're gonna vibe to it. It's like maybe really maybe not be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Just sit down, and listen, just chill, just relax. Chill. Like maybe, maybe if you're smoking, even smoking, oh, playing smoking, Minecraft, like yeah, just something doing we... something where like. Your brain is kind of just focused more so on the music. Yeah. You'll you'll really be like, oh, I like this. Yeah. It's it's good. And like I said, again, Black Thought, one of the greatest niggas to ever grace the mic. Uh, I, oh. I actually wholeheartedly agree with you, to He's be honest. He's such a good MC. Like, the more you've, you've been showing me Black Thought, I'm just like, he can just what spit some fuck? bars effortlessly. <laughs> yeah effortlessly it's it's like you can tell he's so well versed in the craft like yeah. you can tell like like this is just like nature to the, second nature to both him. videos you showed me except for like other things going on all black thought was doing was standing there looking at the camera rapping with no facial expressions <laughs> it's and like it that's all you hit. have to do he's a legend <laughs> he's a, it's just like that's all you have to do he's that's all you have to do we still have to watch that musical he made. Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, like, bro, bro, he's so cool for no fucking reason. Him and Questlove are like the coolest people on earth. God, every time I think of Questlove, I think of that drunk history where uh, Lin Manuel Miranda was telling the whole story of Hamilton, and mm -hmm. there's that break where he like got really drunk and he called Questlove to tell him he was on drunk history. <laughs> <laughs> The fact but, that you have the ability to call Questlove, yeah, is just cool in itself. Like I'm, I'm gonna hot take. I'm well the fuck over Lin Manuel Miranda. I'm over him. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Stop using him. Like there's other fucking Latino m people out there who can write musicals. But yeah, I get it. He's the big one right now. Mm -hmm. But even then, like I still love that bromance. That yeah. bromance is fantastic. It's beautiful. Also, another good track, just to shout out, uh, is the closing. Both albums have good closing tracks. The other album I'm going to talk about. But the closing track on this is called uh, Violas and Lupitas. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's a good closing track, bro. And I wish it was longer. It's like 
two minutes and 21 seconds. I wish it was longer. It's it's good. It's very good. You're just like, God. Cheat Codes makes you want more of this. And I hope they continue to collaborate and make some more music. Yeah. Or get another Roots album soon. Or just more Black Thought. Yeah, just, just more Black Thought. It. Just something. I fucking love it, bro. I ate that shit up. It's good rap vibes. Good rap music for the soul. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Some yeah, me and my mom were talking about it because my mom, one of my mom, my mom's favorite like hip hop groups of all time are the Roots and like Tribe Called Quest. So, like I said, I've said it a number of times. I got into the Roots because I listened to my mom's Roots CDs. Yeah. So we we talk about them all the time. We talk about how great Black Thought is all the time. And we were just talking about the album. And she was like, "This is hip hop. This is like real yeah. hip hop." And I was just like, "I I fucking love it, bro." But uh, moving on from that, uh, just to close out on one last album for the night, uh, opposite side of the spectrum, <laughs> like drastically. Bring the white boys out. <laughs> ah, where my white people at? But <laughs> but yeah, dude, you you know me. I love hip hop. I love J rock. I love alternative. I love punk. I love a lot of different shit, bro. I got yeah. I got variety. I, got... I, I think you and me work so well because we are the most diverse in terms of taste yeah we'll just to so many we'll people. just listen to some be like i like this because of this and i like this because of this it has its qualities but uh one of my personal favorite bands silver sun pickups just dropped a new album technically as of this recording it came out came out late last night today you know august 19th yeah physical thrills was released i believe it's their sixth studio album i want to say uh so I've listened to it maybe about once or twice all the way through, and then I've listened to some tracks a couple of times over. So initial thoughts of Physical Thrills. I really like Physical Thrills. The, that's, that's, that's like the basis of what I can say for initial thoughts. I can't give like overall like full-on thoughts yet just because I have to give more time to like digest. But it's good. Is it my favorite? Not off like these initial hearings. I think Neck of the Woods is still my favorite Silver Sun pickup album. But this one's good. Uh, the way I described it to Ryan before I played some tracks, um, I said it's more like, it's it's similar to like what I said about uh, Cheat Codes where it's like this very smooth, more softer vibe. But it can also have like some funkier moments to it. Yeah. But overall, the thing about Physical Thrills is it kind of has this eerie sensation over it throughout the whole yeah. album and that was definitely intentional and i like the feeling of that the, the like the reverb of their instruments reminded me a lot of deftones yeah 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 uh and it and, and it fits because i think when um they were talking about the album before it came out like descriptions of it and like interviews and stuff this is definitely like the angle they were going for that sound they were going for mm -hmm. so when i was listening to it this morning on the way to work i listened to like half of it on my walk when i was walking to work and then the second half when i was doing prep in the back um and like that first portion i want to say like maybe like the first four tracks it's definitely very softer smoother kind of thing but i really enjoyed it it was it was cool it was and especially nice just on a walk to work it was early in the morning it was like 7 a.m so i was, I was like oh this is nice and um, the first track, uh, I'm not gonna go over every track, but I, I like this part too, and I showed Ryan. The first track is Stillness, parentheses, way beyond. It's the opening track to the album. It's very soft. It's very like, oh, this is nice. Like, this is smooth. It's like a five minute song. Kind of gets a little more intense here and there, and the deeper you go in. 
but I like the ending to the song because it's such a clean, immediate transition into the second track, which is Sticks and Stones. Like, the ending to uh, Stillness leads into Sticks and Stones. Like, it's, yeah. it transitions perfectly in. Like, I didn't realize at first that, oh, this is a different song. At first, I didn't realize. I was like, oh, this is a different song. It just moved in so well. And I was like, oh, I like that. I like yeah, when I, I love when 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 songs can do that. Yeah, it's it's it feels really nice. And it, it was nice to like, and it kind of introduces you like, yeah, stillness. This is kind of how the album's gonna sound, but also sticks and stones. But it's also gonna be this. <laughs> and so it's just like it gives you like the best of, of like both with that eerie tone over all of it. And then um, of course it has other songs like Scared Together. That was the first single they showed for it. Uh, they released another single called Alone in a Hill. That one's pretty nice, too. Uh, my favorite al uh, track on the album, though, is uh, Hidden Moon. I believe it is... What track is it? One, two, three, four, five, six... Track seven. So it's, like, halfway through the album. It's literally the, the end of the first half. I really like this song a lot. It's my favorite song off of it. I like the sound of it. I like the lyrics. I like the way he sings. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, <laughs> and then there's also these tracks that play throughout the album called uh, Dream at Tempo. So they're they're short. They're like minute and a half, minute and 50 seconds, stuff like that. But uh, the first one is track four. It's called Dream at Tempo 050. So you have that. And then, so Hidden Moon 7, 8, 9, track 10 is Dream at Tempo 310, so you have that. It's like a minute and 16 seconds. Keep moving down the album. The the last track, this nigga is rubbing my toes. <laughs> I keep accidentally bumming your foot. <laughs> but then you decided to just stroke my foot. <laughs> yeah, might as well. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, track 13 is technically like the last full song of the album. It's called Quicksand. I think it's a great way to end the album to crap it off. All together, it's it's a beautiful song. It's another longer song. It's like five minutes, fifteen seconds. But then technically, the last track, track fourteen, is Dream at Tempo one fifty, and that closes it out. It's a minute and ten seconds. Overall, this album is definitely like a different vibe than what we've heard from Silver Sun Pickups, which is consistent with Silver Sun Pickups. They always kind of keep true to their core, but every album kind of has this different feeling to it, which is why people love Silver Sun Pickups. Like, their albums are very distinct. You can tell uh, something is from Physical Thrills. You could tell when you compare it to a different song. It's like, oh, this is from Neck of the Woods. Yeah. Oh, this is from Swoon. Oh, this is from the trailer of Sucker Punch. Yes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, Which one was that? Panic Switch? Yeah. Panic Switch is from Swoon, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so like, yeah, Panic Switch, you could tell is from Swoon, especially where you compare it to other tracks off of Swoon. Uh, so... It, it, they 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 definitely like when they make an album they definitely form it to all fit together yeah they're a very cohesive band and i will, yeah I, yeah i yeah, will yeah, give yeah. them that and that's what i really enjoy about them this i think the, was like scaring the shit out of my foot um <laughs> i actually first heard of silver sun pickups around when they were first blowing up mm -hmm. um my mom's boyfriend uh, back then was the one who was like you should listen to silver sun pickups Mm. And it was like around when Lazy Eye was the big one. Okay, yeah. See, I I was later. I think the first time I heard them was Panic Switch because mm. that was back when 
when my whole everything I listened to from music came from like a radio. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Panic Switch. Yeah. Okay, I like this song. I, I'd say that was when they blew up. Lazy That's Eye when was they like, like Lazy Eye was like probably like one of their staple hits, but yeah. like when they blew up, blew up, it was Panic Switch. Yeah. Uh, but then I heard Panic Switch, and then I heard Substitution, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh I really yeah, like Substitution. That's a good song. <laughs> Substitution is a good Fuck, fucking song. I'm gonna song. listen to that one when we drive home. <laughs> I know you've seen this beef. I really like that song. Yeah, that. see, you can tell that came from Swoon. And then, like, I got tired of Panic Switch after a while because it got so overplayed. Yeah. But I do, I, I, I've grown to be like, like it again because I don't hear it as much. It, it's their Knights of Sidonia. Yes. Where it's like, yes. I don't want to hear it every time, but if I'm by myself... I'm, I'll like, listen to I'm not gonna skip that song. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, good yeah. song. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. Um, I don't want to hear it on the radio, and I don't want to hear it in a movie. But yeah, I'll, like, it's on my playlist. You'll, like, you'll hear it'll start playing in a movie or on a commercial, and be like, oh, "You fucking god, why?" <laughs> but I do like um, they did like an MTV Unplugged session, and they did like a performance of Panic Switch. I love Ooh, that. Unplugged. Yeah. And they had like a like a like an orchestra like strings playing in the background. So they had like the violin, like it, it, it's fucking beautiful. I love. I don't get tired of that. That song thrives on its heaviness, so I'm really excited to hear the unplugged it, it, version. It's, it's really nice. Yeah, it, it, it's cool as fuck. I like it. I'll send you the video. Okay. Um, yeah, I I really like Swoon. I think Neck of the Woods is still my favorite album, because Neck of the Woods yeah. is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's good. And it has Mean Spirits on it. Mean Spirits is a good fucking song, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, it's a good fucking song. I, I really like that album, but um, this this one's good too. Silver Sun Pickups does it again, I think, in my opinion. Uh, I got to give it a little more time to marinate before I give like full full thoughts. But I like it. I don't I don't dislike anything from it from my first two full listens so far. So give it a, give it a try if you're you're into the more alternative scene. You'll, I think you'll get a kick out of this. This is another album you could sit down, just put on some headphones, listen to, and enjoy. Yeah. It's a very vibed album. Yeah. And I like that we got that kind of stuff, like, back-to-back. Back. Yeah. Just so I can relax. Because, you know, I, I've come off some hyper stuff it's, this year. <laughs> it's too hot to be thrashing and headbanging yeah. and, like, I know, bobbing um, and weaving. Jid's about to release another album this year. Mm. Soon, I believe. So... We'll probably get hype off of that shit, definitely, because, you know, it's legit. No. <laughs> but I got a little buffer before that, so I got a little time to be, like, yeah. relaxed. Because Joey Badass's album, it wasn't, like, super hype either. It was definitely more relaxed and smooth. He's definitely has more of, like, that 90s hip-hop feel. Yeah. But, like, this was definitely, like, Cheat Codes and Physical Thrills is definitely, like, a more relaxed, soothing listen. I, I feel like uh, one of the reasons I like Silver Sun Pickup so much is it kind of goes hand in hand with why I like the the J Rock band School Food Punishment so yeah. much. They're definitely both that similar like smooth filling sound that they kind of have that noise feel in the background too with like I, the keys and the. I never pieced that together. Yeah, but it makes a hundred percent sense. It, it's that similar feel where they have like the keyboard with the electronic sounds in the background mm -hmm. and all that stuff going on. And it has that overall soothing feel because yeah. I know when I'm overstressed, like I'm doing way too much and I'm like all over the place. I listen to some School Food Punishment or some Silver Sun Pickups and it just soothes me. It just vibes me out. I'm just like, okay, okay. See, similar vibes, different 
cultures. I need one of the bands I like to release a vibey song. Because the most recent album I got was that uh, was that Alestorm album that came out. <laughs> and, like, I'm going to tell you right now, the more I listen to it, it's a really fucking good album. Mm. Like, Under Blackened Banners is, like, honestly a fucking banger. Yeah. Like, it's actually a really fucking good... Like, usually, like, Alestorm has these songs that are just, like... It's, they're pirates. Like, yeah. They're pirate metal. You laugh. But I was like... It's the song that I told you. I was like, they're singing about fucking fighting zombie pirate hordes in the age of dinosaurs. Yes. Remember I texted you about that? Yes, 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 yes. I, I, I uh, do remember that specifically. Um, the song is actually really fucking good, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll play it for you when we're done. Okay. Because it's a really I, good I, song. I like that kind of stuff. But, God, like, I, the more I listen to that album lately, I'm like, I'm sitting there, like, I'm working, and I'm like, you know, fucking spazzing out headbanging as I'm working <laughs> but like I'm giggling too and I think yeah. like I need a really soft vibey album but I'm content with my thrasher beat drops a very soft vibey album I'd be fine with that I would actually be cool with a very soft Volbeat album I think that'd be cool I think they could pull that off I, they could it would, I, I don't think they want to yeah but but if they ever did want yeah. to and they put in the effort in me, like, I my, think it could be clean. Like, they they have some really good soft songs, like Fallen. Yes, yes. Um, what was that one? Um, Our Loved Ones, I think. The Whatever I love. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do have some, like, softer They got Soul, Soul Weeper. Yeah. Soul Weeper number two, the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Uh, dude, Soul Weeper number two. It's so fucking good. It's so good. I didn't appreciate it until you told me about how much you loved it. And I was yeah. like, let me listen to that song. And I'm like, it is better than number one. It is. It is. It is. It, uh, it's, it's it's so good. Maybe you feel it too. Oh, baby. baby I'm blue. <laughs> I fuck, yeah, it's so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need another Volbeat album, but I know it's going to be another two years before we get one, because we just got one. You know, it's worth the wait. It is. We waited like five years for a Kendrick album. Yeah, we did. We fucking Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Oh, hit! It fucking <laughs> took big steps. That's what it did. Yes, boy. Woohoo! I fucking love that. Mm. We've been but, eating with music lately. Yeah, we, it's been a we good... We really have. It's been a good eating year for music, yeah. bro. Last year, too, but this year I feel it like yeah. heavier. Last year, it wasn't until the end of the year. A lot of stuff, yeah. The second half towards, like, the later end, yeah. To where I'd almost consider it part of this year's. If we're going, mm -hmm. like, if we're going, like, Oscar rules. Yeah, I mean, there was some earlier stuff. Yeah. In the second half, but I feel like more towards the second half. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But, um, this year consistently throughout, like, I, I, yeah. it's, I, I have more than ten albums I really enjoy, so it's going to be hard to cut them down to, yeah. like, a top ten list for me. Yeah. But I, I, I definitely already have more than 10 albums. I have a few of them that I know are in the top 10. Like, I know Mr. Morale and the Big Stepper is definitely in the top 10. Uh, Koshini's album that recently came out. Mm. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Flosex Machina. Definitely in the top 10. Cheat Codes, probably definitely in the top 10. <laughs> I just realized real quick while I use the bathroom. A friend of 40 Ounce just put out some music. Yes, you are right. You are right. You are right. Thank you for reminding me. Okay, cool. Ryan's Ryan's dope. 
So uh, if you listen through our entire podcast, you know, more than a few times, you'll notice that we have a consistent ending theme. That theme is Kokuhaku by the artist Anto the Wayward. Uh, he's a cool dude. I talk to him every now and then online because I asked him permission. Could we use the song for an ending theme? He was like, yes, dude, yes. Just spread the music. He makes some good stuff. Love his work. He just released a little project, a little packet of songs called Tea Break 2. Uh, he had like a tea bake part one and that's where uh, I first heard Ko- Kokuhaku. So it was like a uh, four tracks on this one. Very good stuff. It was like three, four tracks. Uh, very good stuff. Very good stuff. Once again, from Anto the Wayward. So please check him out. Please check him out. Uh, he's always putting in that effort, putting in that grind to make some cool music. And he a hundred percent deserves more love and recognition than he's getting. So it's so if you're listening to this, you listen all the way through, you like Koku Haku, look him up on YouTube. He has some great music. And check out Tea Break uh, Part 2. Uh, I believe... What was the song called? Uh, if I had to pick a favorite one off Tea Break Volume 2. Uh, let me check. Let me check. Because I want to give you that. Let's see. Let's go to the project. Yeah, it's three... Ch- Three more tracks. It's yeah. very short. Uh, but he released Chamomile, Cowardly Dog. That's probably my favorite track yeah. of that. I, I loved how it was Courage and Cowardly Dog. Yeah, like, then, yeah, Courage, yeah. No, they're really good. They're really yeah, fucking dude, good. He, he makes legit good music, and I'm like, he deserves so much more recognition than my, he's getting. My man's has been the definition of quality over quantity. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Like, he he's not, like, always dropping something, but when he does, I'm like... This is so good. And we're, we're <laughs> definitely not the only ones who feel it because when, like, even, like, months ago when he was like, I-5 is out, his fucking Twitter was just like, hell yes! yes. <laughs> like, yeah, we were, everyone was like, this shit is dope! Yeah, no, he's he's a great artist, guys. Yeah. Please look him up and check out his work. Uh, that's that's why we use the song uh, Kokuhaku con- consistently as an ending it, song. It works for us, too. It fits the vibe, yeah. man. <laughs> I, I love... I, that's my favorite part of editing. I'm just like, okay, let me put the song in. <laughs> okay, now someone told me when it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is great. <laughs> it works. Oh, well. But uh, that's pretty much it. That's the podcast. Um, I guess um, I'm going to be hard at work for the next week for something that I should have done like two months ago. Yeah, um, we're gonna. I'm gonna announce it to give myself a fuck. I remember I was like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I for episodes was telling Kyle, we're not gonna announce it this episode because I haven't finished editing it and I want it to be done before we announce it because I have this terrible habit of on this podcast telling our fans, then this is gonna happen and it never happens. (laughs) Like, um. Uh, you've heard it probably in some more drunken episodes where I've, we discussed mm-hmm. um, having a gaming channel for game-related things. You'll, you'll be yeah. able to see our faces and shit. Which is why we started also streaming a little more consistently. Yeah. Um, so the first video, I think I mentioned it in a post-show, but to people who don't listen to the post-show, um, the first video is one of our series called... Um, just play it yes um it's where we will be like hey i've been telling you to play this game for fucking years just play it so then the other one will play the game maybe up to the first chapter maybe through the first boss you know 
at least like two hours worth of content that yeah. we're gonna that I will cut down into thirty minutes. Yeah. Kyle does the podcast. I will do the videos. Okay, that fair is, enough. Fair that enough. is the deal. Um. Uh, but yeah. So the first one will be uh, check YouTube. Check yes. YouTube. Unless you unless you fucking listen to this podcast like the moment it's out. Don't check. Don't YouTube. check your YouTube. <laughs> I will. I'm. I'm at work right now. So, <laughs> um, you know, we'll maybe, give it a little bit. Give it a go. Maybe maybe about like six thirty-seven. Maybe check it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even if I'm done with it Thursday night, I just upload it. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, check the Forty Ounce Fridays YouTube channel. Um, is the is the link usually in our description? Uh, I haven't put it in lately just because I haven't uploaded to it lately. Okay. But I'll, I'll put it in since we'll start doing the video thing. I'll put yeah. it back in. Yeah. At least for this episode, and then that way, any other um, times mm. we upload videos. Um, the reason why we have a hard date on this one now. It's because the other series that I want to do is, I don't know what we're going to call it yet, but it's basically going to be, because one thing me and Kyle have always loved playing with each other is fighting games. I know what to call it, but keep going. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so the idea is um, there's a 40 ounce trophy. Okay. And the winner of the game gets the trophy. The loser of the game picks the next game that we do i think it's gonna be funny because you're probably going to consistently hold the trophy as i consistently pick different games <laughs> <laughs> i love fighting games i am not great at them <laughs> like, like at all like like period i think like the game i'm best at is like smash bros and i'm like very like i'm like mid to high tier casual <laughs> like, well, as the 40 ounce Fridays family builds, other people can be included in this too. So maybe yeah. someone will take the trophy and leave and we'll never see them again. We'll All never right, have well, another video because we don't have the trophy anymore. Fuck, he took it. <laughs> um, but, but anywho, we'll, we'll be playing some fighting games. Yeah, because fighting. we have a hard date. This this Bug Fables, just play it, needs to come out mm -hmm. next Friday because the following Friday we need to record a fucking JoJo. <laughs> It, 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 it fits the theme of everything because the second batch of part six episodes is coming yeah. out, so we'll definitely be talking about those. Yeah. And so, R Star it, Battle R. Yeah. It, it'll be relevant. It's just like, it's something that needs to happen. It's not something that we can put on the back burner and for And we're a not going to miss a chance to talk about some Josh. Yes. <laughs> you know us. So, I don't know if the. Con if the I'm sure. I think for this one, we're gonna test it. We're gonna do both things, and we're gonna see how it works. Mm -hmm. um, it'll either be us talking about the game, doing practice rounds, and then a three be three out of five versus to claim the trophy. Little set, yeah. Or if it'll just be off camera, we play it, fuck around, and then start, and then on camera, it's mm. just the video. Could, it could either be some some pleasantries and then combat or just combat mm -hmm. i don't know we're probably going to record two hours of the content that i'll make 30 minutes out of but yeah no check out the bug fables video if it's uploaded it'll be uploaded today that it's out for sure mm -hmm. but you should check it out because i've, I've been I, anybody who's listening to this podcast has heard me talk about this game so many times and like, yeah i know this motherfucker would fall in love with this game 
I one day I'm eventually going to sit down. I, I really like the chapter I played. Yeah. So, like, eventually when I'm like, oh, I don't have anything. I'll bug Fables. Yeah. yeah and I'll, I'll download it, it and play it. It is in my top ten games of all time right it's now. It's a good game. It, it From what I played, it was really fun. And, and you played it with every character only having one attack. I know. That, too. Yeah. So, it's just like, I haven't even had the full experience. Yeah, because the best... It's one of those RPGs where it's like, as you go, it's like, oh... I like this character's attack, but I don't use this character's other attack. Let me unequip the metal and re-equip a different metal because this metal will give them this this attack. Like, you don't have to have every attack in the game in your repertoire. Mm -hmm. Like, I never used... Um, I know a lot of people like to use uh, Kabu as uh, the green beetle as like a, as their tank, as their damage eater. I used that as an him as an offensive take, tank. I didn't... He has a guard ability or like a, like a damage sponge kind of ability. I didn't use that. Mm. Okay. Like there's all interesting builds. Yeah, you yeah. can make any of these characters your tank. You can make any one of them your like technical. Any one of them your support. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's a great game. And yeah, check out. It's also a way to get fans because we we like our mainstream games but we also do love our little niche yeah audience games. niche titles i think i think just play it should be mainly for the niche games nah bro i'm about to get you to play persona 5 so it could be like a two-hour video of you sitting through some dialogue i'll do it <laughs> i mean you we will boot up the, persona 5 royal right fucking now is in your court because it's taking turns on this so. i'll be like get ready to be embraced in a world you've never seen so look at this bullshit. <laughs> it's your turn to pick which game I play. So when you're ready for that, after these videos are done and edited. And for real? <laughs> oh man, Persona Five joke. <laughs> for real? And then you can make a five-hour Persona Five video because you put fucking 150 hours into Persona because it's just that good. <laughs> And you're just like, why did I put so much time into this game? Holy shit, my life. <laughs> I was also thinking of like, also we can just do some simple let's plays. Like I have a bunch of, I have a bunch of fucking Telltale and Dark Pictures games. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd yeah. be funny. I um, <laughs> that would just, that would just be funny to do. I, I want to do the Dark Pictures games with you because I feel yeah. like we would just fucking end up killing everyone. Everyone, we'd be like, oh fuck. <laughs> I think the I panic at shit like that, dude. Oh, that's it's why, so scary. That's why that's why I suck at fighting games because I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I forgot every control. I've, oh, oh! <laughs> I've watched at this point multiple playthroughs of the Quarry. I'm sure I'm oh, the still quarry gonna is fuck so, that game. The Quarry is cool though. It's, a it's good such game. an interesting. It's a good story. You know? Okay, you should watch um, Achievement Hunters playthrough of it. Mm. It's like six, seven episodes. It's basically um, BK and Michael watching Alfredo play. <laughs> Alfredo tries to big brain a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You should not big brain things in these just, games. Just make what decision you feel is best. Because yeah. all think of it, about it, anytime he's about to big brain, someone dies. Yeah, it's hilarious. Just, just make the choice you think is best. Yeah, no, the quarry, the quarry was it's cool. A good game. It was a good story. I was impressed. I was very impressed. Oh, me too. Yeah, I've heard everyone say like that story was great. Yeah, and that's all you need. It didn't need like a super deep like mystery or twist or anything yeah it was just like this is a story oh figured okay this is what's happening but it's written really well mm -hmm. so it, it's one of those and you got the guy from detective pikachu in it oh yeah 
yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's either straight, gay, or bi, depending on what you choose in one part, and it has nothing to do with the plot. Boom. It's just a character. Get over it. <laughs> what What is this leftist propaganda? <laughs> As you wear your the, face mask, your the, democratic muzzle. Wait. The funniest thing is the way you said, what is this leftist propaganda? Sounded like that actor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anything else? Um, who, what character from uh, our All-Star Battle are you hoping You already to know play? who I'm going to pick. I'm going to play Josuke. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, nigga, I'm going to be Josuke. I know. Uh, I so I can heal a nigga and whoop their ass immediately. Well, after. I gotta be Johnny if you're gonna be Johnny. <laughs> 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 Wait, I had something to say. <laughs> I wanted to end it in this. I had, I had a little story. Oh, I don't know God. about. I'm pretty sure I haven't said this on podcast. I don't know if I told you or not. Tell it. Did this happen like a month ago at work, right? Mm -hmm. So we're working. It's a Monday. Da 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 da. -da. Some old white dude is uh, talk is getting his food from one of my coworkers. She's calling the food out, and he says something to her, and I couldn't hear him, but I'm like I, I look over and she's just like she looks like fuck, and they're talking back and forth for a little bit, and then he leaves, and then she's talking to another coworker, and they're like oh my god, and they're like Kyle, did you hear that? And I was like no, what did he say? So also keep in reference, I didn't see his shirt. Apparently he had this shirt that said I forget what it said but the the gist of it is I keep six feet apart from like Biden supporters or something like that so we, now we already know what kind of archetype this is but apparently because we have to wear face masks at work so apparently what he said to my co-worker was is it corporate or the manager that has you guys wearing those democratic muscles <laughs> And I fucking lost. <laughs> I was like, Democratic muzzles. I need that on a face mask. I was like, yo, what? <laughs> so every now and then I'll just be like, how you feel with that Democratic muzzle on your face? Okay, okay, okay. When, when Portions finally produces like merch, we need to make masks. I know by then, hopefully, things will be better. But I still, I still recommend wearing masks if you're feeling a little sick. Regardless of what it is, Please don't do. just because you don't. Why not? Don't get other people sick. Who cares if it's just a common cold? Just don't get your coworkers sick. You weird. The piece pandemic of shit. opened up my eyes to some things. The pandolce. But regardless, when when we sell forty ounce merch, we need an official forty ounce democratic muzzle. Yes, <laughs> I love that term. <laughs> it's so good. I've told everyone that because I'm just like, dude, the. The term democratic muzzle is so cool. Because <laughs> It's like, nigga, what the fuck? That was kind of clever. <laughs> it, it's clever, and it's cool when we're used as, like, sarcastic. But if someone... But he was serious, it, it, yeah. It's kind of fucking, like, wow. I wonder what fucking conspiracy theories you believe in. Yeah. There's oh, a video of God. Biden being a lizard. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, just because he goes... What was... What was okay? I'm okay. I'm gonna preface this right now. I'm more left leaning. Um, I'm happy are. Biden is the president. Biden still kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. I of think course. a lot of left leaning people agree that like yeah, uh, we he, didn't really want he's, him. He's not my pick, but he was the pick I chose. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I, feel I, the burn. I, I sure. But 
Yes, agreed. But um, I still fucking love that one interview where he was like eating ice cream and they're like, what are you eating? And he's like, what do you say? He was like, mint chocolate chip ice cream. And they're like, what do you say to uh, the, like, I forgot what it was, like supporters of Trump or what do you say to the people who oppose you or like something? Like, what do you say to people who are mm. negative towards you? And he was just like, eat more mint and chip ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think it's funny, like closing out on this. Yeah. Uh, I think it's funny that back when Joe was just like vice president, everyone like kind of loved him. He was just like this dopey old dude. Yeah. And he was like, I love ice cream. Like even before yeah. he was running for president, like he always talked about, like, oh, I love ice cream. And he would just be eating ice cream and the memes of him and like Obama in the office. Oh my God. Those of him, of Joe saying some dumb shit. <laughs> I, I i love that and i i we've always known joe was kind of dopey yeah <laughs> my my thing with joe is i don't agree with a lot of things he does no and i don't i yeah we can go a tip for tap on that like i i i don't agree with a lot of things that he does but i do agree that we are in a better state now than that we were like three years ago oh get um, ready because the comments are gonna be like yeah, yeah. I mean, if we get any comments that'd be funny if the first time we get a lot of comment like push it's because of some politics not, not when we had like the hour-long rant about how people are stupid with the coronavirus but <laughs> but this but this yeah. me saying i don't like him but i'm okay with him you fucking liberal yeah, but, um... I'm... Whoa. <laughs> I'm left-leaning. Um, I'm not even a liberal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, shit, I was, what was I gonna say? Um... Oh, I, I gotta say this. Uh, for, 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 for... See, this is about to... I just said fur, like, four times. For a guy who has a really fucking bad stutter, like, y'all gotta stop, like treating him like he's stupid for having a stutter yeah that's that's, that's not a sign of being dumb he just has a stutter it, also it, i don't even think he's really dumb he's just kind of old bro yeah, he's an old dude. no more fucking people over the age of 50 for president i'm gonna fucking say it i know some people say 60 i'm gonna say fucking 50 because we're getting even stupider as the time let goes. them enjoy their golden years in peace yeah they can be in the fucking senate i don't give a fuck but don't not the president i am the senate the corkscrew to the air. All that aside, this is a longer episode, but I'm fine with it because we're not doing a post show. So it kind of just mashes that into one thing. But this has been episode 113. What will we talk about in episode 114? Oh, llamas. Oh. 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 Hey, Future Ryan. Future Ryan. Go long. Go long. And <sighs> Okay, now someone told me when it's coming that I could be your plushy cuddler with you or something. A weighty blanket sipping chocolate neck and golden bumping. A crunchy roll get cozy. My little story will be watching. I know that you ain't want to start the combo. I see the way you look at me, the fireworks been starting. Ruby red cheeks roasting marshmallows, how I feel this like But Tashini wa koku haku ga arimasu. Way up, way up, way up, way up.